So, all right, all right, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, yes. All right, guys. No bullshit talking. We're uh, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna we're gonna watch and laugh along to Halloween 2018. Yeah. Or what I call Halloween H40. That's, that is true. This is true. All and right. it's the day after Halloween. Yes. Not in the movie. In real no, life. No, in real life. Today is the day after Halloween. So it's November 1st. Yes. Most commonly known as the day after Halloween. That's right. Or it's a dead vampire. So it's a dead vampire song. The day after Halloween. Check them out. Cheap plug for dead vampires. Anyway, we're going to hit play now. Goddamn DVD player. There, there we, we go. go. Universal screen. Universal. Dum dum. Da da da. Da 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 da. So anyway, Universal stuff. I made the joke earlier, but I'll make it again. So you must be watching Silver Screen movie. Abbott and Costello meet Michael Myers. God, <laughs> oh, I hate to see that. That wouldn't be bad. Oh, what the shit? Why are... What is this? This is the preview. The same preview we saw before when you tried to start the movie. God damn it. All right, well, we're going to skip this preview, so... Skip. See, one of these days, we're going to teach Mike... Oh, there's a button that says play movie. Ah, the unauthorized reproduction or distribution of this copyright work is illegal. Criminal copyright infringement. Oh, piracy is not a victimless crime. Yes, it is. No one's really Especially hurt. if you're a pirate. Correct. Motion picture has been rated R. Horror, violence, bloody images, language, brief drug use, and nudity. Is it horror violence or horror comma violence? 
Was it horror comma violence? I thought it said horror violence. I thought it said horror violence, and I was thinking, how is horror violence different, different than from regular, regular violence? Maybe horror violence is like gratuitous beating somebody to death with a hammer or stabbing, and regular violence is like if you're robbing a bank and shot somebody. Oh, kind of lifelike. So it's like first degree and second degree murder. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Horror violence is like hostile, saw. Okay. And regular violence is like reservoir dogs. Okay. Reservoir Dogs is pretty brutal. Yeah, especially when they carve off his ear. Anyway, we're watching <laughs> Halloween 2018. Miramax thing is up. The spinning chair in the room. What is it? Blumhouse? Yeah. Right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Blumhouse. Is it Blumhouse or is it Bloomhouse? I always said Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse? Anybody out there want to correct us? Universal Pictures. All right, so here Miramax we go. And they're using Blumhouse. the same font as the original Halloween. Yes. And they're using Malika Akkad as well. Yes. I believe he's the son of Mustafa Akkad. Yes. Mufasa, the Lion King? No, different movie. My bad. So we open up with a psych institute. World's slowest fan. <laughs> We hear some doctors talking. We hear some crazy people laughing. We get a look at a spinal pen. Which is just weird. Because he's not a spinal surgeon. He's not a chiropractor either. Yeah. And we saw that pen, but we'll see it again later. Is that the same pen? I that, believe so. That's the so. fucking harpoon pen? I think so. Oh, except spoiler alert! <laughs> now he's using it to actually write. It's very odd the way that they do intake here or release. I've been in a psych institute, and, like, I didn't meet the doctor right away, and my doctor definitely didn't hug me while I was there. Maybe I was just in a really shitty one, or maybe I was in a really good one. I don't know. So they're at Smith's Grove. And Harvey Keitel wannabe doctor... They couldn't really get Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Because that would have made the movie good. Yeah. <laughs> so they're podcasters. Yeah, they do like a crime podcast. Right. And they're here to meet with Michael Myers. Michael Myers. What what doesn't make any sense is, number one, that motherfucker doesn't have shoes on. They at least give you socks. <laughs> um, but they, the podcasters have access to this fucking hospital? That's absolutely bizarre to me. Yeah. And he just said he studied under Dr. Loomis. Yes. Proper exercise as they're chained to a block. <laughs> we chain them to the floor. Proper exercise. That's exercise. Yes. They get the exercise trying to get out of the chains. Oh, yeah, yeah. The more you struggle, the more exercise it is. It's a strength training, really.
but they're chained to... He tells him to tie his shoelace because another inmate has a fixation with it. And it's just kind of odd. Like, oh, don't go past the yellow line. Like, they can't reach past the yellow line. Yeah. And, like, the guy who has the fixation with the shoelace is nowhere near him. Yeah. Aaron Corey. So we have Michael Myers locked up. 65? Michael Myers, how old? 65 years old? He was 20? He was, 25? He would have been 21 and 78. He was 20, so he's 61. They say that in the movie. Okay. So 61 years old here. And this movie takes... Um, Place only after the original Halloween. This doesn't uh, yeah, acknowledge this any of the other. Yeah, this is sequence. for all intent and purposes. This is Halloween two. Yeah, you watch the original seventy eight, and then you watch eighteen. This is something else that just absolutely baffles me. That this podcast motherfucker has evidence from one of the most brutal crimes in Haddonfield. He just has the mask that this guy wore when he went on a killing spree 40 years ago. Now, he said that he borrowed it from his friend at the attorney general's office. Yeah. But I feel like even if somehow the attorney general were to give you such a valuable piece of evidence, you'd have it maybe in a bag or something? Something. So we're going to pause this real quick. We're going to be at, uh, let's go to 615 right now. We paused. So he's got that fucking mask. And... Yeah, like, you just keep this evidence in your satchel with all of your other, I'm just assuming, personal effects. Like, I, I don't know, wait, what else? You have pens? Pens, paper. Paper, probably. I don't know, anything. Maybe a laptop. And cell phone. It just doesn't really make much sense. And then the other thing that I find so fucking weird is, does this suggest that the mask is... More or less possessed, because not only does it draw to Michael, but all of the other inmates start, I say inmates, they're not prisoners, so other patients, all the other patients start kind of acting very, very abnormal once this mask comes out. So we're going to hit play now, we're at 6.15, yeah. like I said. And that was something we had discussed in the past. Yeah, I've been, about the on mask. the way home from the theaters. Yeah. But you see, like, the man with the umbrella is shaking. They're thrashing around. Obviously, then the dogs start going nuts. That's yeah. not because of the mask. To me, that's because of erratic behavior of the patients. Right. And he says, you can feel it, can't you? He's reaching over the yellow line. Yeah, it's part of you. So, and, and now the fucking doctor is just super weird. Like, oh, all your other patients are obviously having issues. Right. So, I don't know. Then there's the alarm going off. Yeah, I don't know what like, caused the alarm. Is the alarm going off? Now we're at the title screen. Um, but is the alarm going off because the patients are acting erratic outside? Or is the alarm going off because of something happening inside? 
If it's because of something happening inside, why isn't the doctor more attentive to the fact that there's a fucking alarm going off? You'd think he would be concerned like, in some Ooh, way. Like, ooh, I better check on that. We're going to have to go in. Please hurry up. Like, let's go. We need to leave now. This is a neat title. I love it. Sequence. I, We've got a pumpkin. The rotted pumpkin. Made to look very similar to the original pumpkin they used yep, in with the, the first knife, Halloween. With the knife line from the nose yep. to the mouth. And it was rotted, and we're seeing it kind of regenerate. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it is absolutely awesome. Which could um, be representing the Halloween series. It yeah. rotted and was a disgusting pile of nothing. Yep. After and, the last few, and and we're gonna bring it back. Trying to bring it back. And and I always loved this about the the Halloweens. Like obviously, part one has everybody knows part one. Part two, the skull comes through it. Yeah. And I think they kind of did away with it after that, did yep. they not? They didn't use it anymore. Right. So that's it. And I like that. Like it's a return to form. It's it's back to the jack o' lantern, and yep. it really gives you that that old school feel. I love like right now everything just turned black, and it's just black with a jack o' lantern face, and it is just perfect horror it's perfect john carpenter like it's it's great it's great and we shit on all of these movies that we watch but I, we think they're fucking awesome I, oh, you yeah. know i saw it twice in theaters i bought the dvd i've watched it multiple times i love it so now we're uh, we're driving down the road here they're headed to Lori's house somewhere outside of haddonfield yes because naturally, when somebody tries to fucking murder you and your friends, you naturally just stay in the town. Right. You, you don't just, leave. You just stay there. Yeah, you don't You don't try to move, change your name, any of that shit. You're just like, eh. I'll just fortify my house. Which doesn't make sense to me because you stayed, so you weren't, you weren't scared enough to leave. But you were terrified enough that your house is on an electric gate, completely fortified. It's a little ridiculous. And you've got the money to do all of these fortifications. It probably would have been cheaper just to relocate to a different town. I talked to a friend of mine that does, uh, he just does wiring for home audio installation and surround sounds and, and People that want to pay somebody to run wires for them because they don't want to do it themselves. And that's what his job is. And we were talking about the logistics of what Lori does. And he said the wiring that would be done, no no contractor would do it for you because of what you're trying to do. He said, and also with it being done by Lori, granted YouTube is amazing, it's very professionally done. we're broadcast journalists we don't pay for interviews so apparently Lori can be swayed with money of course fairly well, easily and she's got, got a supporter drinking habit so. they could have had michael myers in the back seat for oh all easily she knows. yep but hey money come on in yeah easily like all of this It's it's just so much that she does. So much. <clears throat> on top of everything that she does, though, with the bars on the windows, the cages on the windows, so on and so forth, the little glass panels on her front door, eh, fuck that. Yeah. 
<laughs> we don't replace the front door with a steel door. It's it's okay that it's right what it is. Ah. I just ran out of money. On it. And there's no cages on her kitchen windows if you look in that background. Yeah. So maybe she's got roll downs. I I don't ever see them. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, public radio. Public radio. Ooh. <laughs> PBS. <laughs> we we come in between Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. It's very prime. And we talk about brutal location. murders. <laughs> So we get to see Lori 40 years later. She reminds me of my mother. Yeah, she does look like your mother. Right? Doesn't yeah. she look like Joyce? Yeah. She does. I like this little back and forth. Like, you don't believe in the boogeyman? Like, oh, you should, you should believe in the boogeyman. Like, no, motherfucker. I believe in Michael Myers. He's a serial killer. There's mm -hmm. no such thing as the boogeyman. He's just a crazy dude that, you know, chopped people up. Yeah. <clears throat> why would Lori know why Michael chose her? Right. And Lori's just pissed off. Yeah. Like, I'm just somebody who is attacked. What do I know about psychology and what's happening in his head? Correct. And then, they're, and then they suggest her two failed marriage, marriages and strained relationship with her daughter as if, what does that have anything to do with Michael Myers? I understand that maybe she's a very hard woman to live with now because of her past, but how is that going to give you insight into the mind of Michael Myers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about let's, that. Let's talk about when the state took your kid. Why? And what does it matter yeah. about custody and all that? I thought you were making a podcast about Michael Myers. Correct. And when Lori says, she just says, I didn't get custody back, but you already knew that. Obviously, they already knew it. They had previous information about losing custody and such. So are you literally just poking fun at another human being at this point? Yeah. Because this... you already ha you're already asking questions that you already know the answer to. Yeah. About something that you're not researching. Correct. <laughs> something else that I find very interesting about this is the movie opens up with these two podcasters. And to me, it made me feel that this is what the movie was going to be about. It was going to be about these podcasters. Obviously, I'm sure it's spoiler alert, but not spoiler alert. Um, they end up becoming very disposable. Yeah, they don't play a very big part. And that that's one of the criticisms I have about the movie, is that there seems to be a lot of storylines going on yes. that just kind of get dumped. Yep. For something else, and then when that seems like it's not really wor working, they dump it and jump to something else. Right, right. Like, they're just running a lot of things at one time, like, which just, I don't know. Something else that I don't like is making bird houses. Anyway, the other thing that I don't like is the father's banter. Reminds me more of banter that would be happening in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Like, right here. Yeah. 
like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very... I, it doesn't seem very John Carpenter to me in this one. It seems that in in the original one, everything that that John did was derivative to his plot and his story, and it was always something that was propelling the story further. Now, I mean, I'm not watching it right now. Go ahead so and pause it for one yeah, second. Yeah, let's pause. Here. We're at um, a couple things. 1543. So. Let me just finish up yeah, what I was going to say. Is you know everything that happens in the original propels everything a little bit further. There might be one or two, I would say maybe five, maybe five instances where it's kind of something that could just be throwaway. Um, the banter about Michael Myers getting out of Smith's Grove, stuff like that. But it seems that almost everything it reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode that they're they're 25 minutes long, and Rod Serling made sure that everything that happened in there was about the story, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I feel about the original '78 <clears throat> with John Carpenter is everything is there for a reason. Right, there is no filler. It's not a hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and they they it's didn't have a lot of money movie. making that movie. Right. They didn't have time to waste. They had to get right to the point on everything. And that's what made it so good. One of the things that made it so good. I agree. Um, A couple things in this scene. The dad, that line about peanut butter on my penis is really weird. At at least it makes me uncomfortable. I find it very out of place. Now, when we say, like, makes us uncomfortable, we are not those kind of like, oh, I get uncomfortable, like, you know, he was attacking me last night on Halloween with a chainsaw in front of five-year-olds, like, you know, like, not that uncomfortable kind of deal. It's just kind of odd, like... It's a very off-putting comment. I grew up in a house with an older sister, and... My dad never mentioned his penis. My dad never mentioned his penis either. (laughs) In front of me, or, I mean, like, you know, father and son joking around, (laughs) Dick, Pecker, you know, whatever. But with a teenage daughter sitting at the kitchen table and the dad's making jokes about his penis. Right. Kind of odd. Also, I mean, I guess we don't really get the the background of them as a family and what their family dynamic is, Mm -hmm. besides the fact that, you know... Mom's got issues. Um, but the peanut butter on my penis, like, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a natural response to what would have happened. I have no problem being vulgar at all about anything at any time. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But if I was setting mousetraps, and I do, and I use peanut butter to set mousetraps... I would never say, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. I'd probably just say, even in the company of my wife or whatever, I would probably just, it would snap and I would say, ah, shit. Right. And I would just, I would just grab the knife and I'd get some more peanut butter and put another slab on there and be about it. It reminds me of the part in the Rob Zombie Halloween where Lori's with her parents and she's talking about how the, I forget what man it was, maybe it was a man at a store or something, it was looking at her funny or oh he touched me funny and they're joking about it and Lori stop it and she was like putting her finger through the the donut hole the do- or the bagel <laughs> or, or whatever bagel. like yep. what an odd conversation for a teenage girl to be having with her parents correct and I understand that there are people that are a lot looser and freer with their parents than most but I don't know it just 
it doesn't come across natural in this aspect, but maybe it's because I haven't learned them as a family. Mm -hmm. Now, if I watched Married with Children and that remark was made, it would make sense. Oh, yeah. It would make sense. I know that family. I see that family. But to just throw that in, and I guess they want us to you know, connect the dots that, oh, this family, you know, like the dad's kind of laid back and stuff like that. He's a little bit looser. He's not your strict 1960s father or a suit and tie. Got to go to work. Or wife's got to cook and clean. Right. But we're making judgments based on first appearance. And we have to because they don't give us a backstory on the family. And they don't really come off as a Bundy-esque family. No, the house is very nice. There's a bowl of fruit on the table. The mom is dressed nice. The dad is dressed nice. Correct. This is before school. Everyone's dressed nice. Mom's making breakfast. You know, we're drinking orange juice at the table. Everything is really well lit. You could tell that this is a rather well-off family. It doesn't seem poor or it doesn't seem like a slapstick family family. it just doesn't strike me that way. We can we can stop tearing the family apart. All right. But one more thing. <laughs> yes. One more oh, thing all right. I just want to say the actress we'll they chose to play Ugh, the mother. The mother. Um, very bad choice in my opinion. Yeah. Nothing against that actress. No. I mean, she's a fine actress. It's just. But I don't know. Later on, as the movie goes on, and you see what that part kind of entails, it, it just, just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're gonna hit play here. Sorry for the long tangent. Fifteen forty three. Play. Did you invite grandmother? It's also a very odd choice to call your grandma. Did you invite grandmother? Grandmother? You could have called her grandma. Well, I call my grandma grandma, and then the one, the my grandmother on my mother's side, her name's Granny. Granny. Or you could say Nana or yeah. Gammy. Gammy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Gram. Gam Gam. But grandmother. Grandmother. It's so proper. So proper. Especially in a family where they joke about their, their penises. penises. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, to not call her Gam Gam or something. Now, every time I see this scene and the guy on the left, I can't remember his name, I can't help but think that Dwight Schrute went back in time. Yeah. He looks like Rain Wilson. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, he does. If they did, like, an office throwback, boy. Yeah. That's Dwight Schrute. Yep. And she's drinking like a, she's drinking like a Starbucks drink or something with like, I don't even know what those stupid seeds are. Those chai seeds. Yeah. They are, right? Yep. Where the fuck did she get that drink? They're in suburbia. Yeah, right? So there's just like a Starbucks around the corner? Now they just said that the sister thing was a, uh... People made that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's trying to get rid of that whole part two. All of that. And I kind of side with him on this. Yeah. They caught him. He's incarcerated. Now, Dave is, I think Dave is totally right in this. Like, he does kind of go against the grain on it. And he's like, well, I mean, it was 40 years ago. Can't your grandmother just get over it? Like, oh, she's almost fucking married. Like. Yeah, but it was 40 fucking years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Like, but she got away and he's locked up and it's been 40 fucking years. So come on. Right. It's just, I don't know. I agree with him. 
So now we see her boyfriend. Bonnie and Clyde. They're going to be Bonnie and Clyde. So, I mean, is that a, uh, is that like foreshadowing that they're going to die in a bloodbath? Michael Myers is going to I mean, maybe a hail of guns. He guns them down with Tommy guns and shotguns. (laughs) (laughs) With a bunch of Texas Rangers. Now we get ex- uh, disposable teenager number three. <laughs> they all look the same. They all have the same long, goofy hair. Yeah, yep, that, that, that hair that everybody seems to have now. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like those two would be best friends either. Like, no. looking at it in school, he kind of looks like he'd be hanging out with, like, the AV club. And he kind of looks like he'd be hanging out with, like, the football players. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm just judging because that's what we do. That's what we do, and we were very clicky. <laughs> um, obviously, this is a ripoff of the 78 scene. Right, and they're talking about the same thing, fate. Yes. She's sitting in the seat that Lori was sitting in. Yeah, and she looks out the window and she sees, lo and behold, Lori. somebody standing there. When yep. Lori looks out, she sees Michael. Yep. Michael. 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 Michael! <laughs> I don't understand also, I mean, if anybody else out there went to high school... <laughs> I'm sure People you did. can't just wander on to the schools. Yeah, property. our school would have been all over that shit, <laughs> especially with school shootings that had happened and whatnot. And no way in hell would anybody have been able to just wander onto the property of the school. With a few thousand dollars in their pocket. Also loitering next to, like, the, the football field and stuff. Also, on top of all of that, Everybody knows who the fuck this old woman is. Like, oh my god, it's crazy crazy Lori Strode. Who lives out in the woods with all her guns. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody knows who she is. So it it would never happen. Yeah. We're at 20, 20, 39, 20, 40, 41, 42, just so you guys know where we are here. There's just nothing really going on, but we're not going to cut the podcast to pieces. So now we see Lori at her private shooting range. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for Michael Myers. With her J.C. Penny dummies. And her cowboy weaponry. Of course. Oh, yeah. She's got a lever-action rifle and, like, an 1800s revolver. (laughs) Oh, but there we've got a home defense shotgun. Now Mike would be our 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 arms guy here. He's uh he likes guns. Mike is a Mike's a gun aficionado here. Yeah. So, we'll talk about her guns as she uses them later yeah. on. It's a little ridiculous. There's some odd choices. I also find it odd that like this is 2018 and these motherfuckers are literally still using cassette tape cassette recorders tape. instead of but but previously, they show, like, the recording device that she had looked as though it was, like, um, kind of like a Tascam or, like, a Zoom, like, Q3HD maybe. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I use. Yeah. And um, it's for video recording and conference recording and stuff, and so is the Tascam. So it's just kind of odd that 
then they show you a fucking cassette tape moving. Right. Now we hear a, now a he's mock got, up yeah. of Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, which that's not really his voice. And we see Laurie waiting outside. We're pause this here. Um, it's twenty two eighteen. There's there's a little bit going on here. There's a, there's a few things to mention. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Laurie's sitting outside. You said. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. Laurie's sitting outside. Michael's about to be transferred from Smith's Grove, which never goes well. If you've watched any of the Halloween <laughs> movies, if he's in Smith's Grove, he in escapes. their defense, in their defense, he, all the other Halloween movies did not happen. Right, so, exactly, but I'm just saying, so, for people but, who know the series... <laughs> anyone that's seen the series, any time that they're like, well, we've got to transport him. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> if he's in Smith's Grove, he breaks out. If they try to transport him from Smith's Grove, he escapes. Yes. So it, it never goes well, and you know that's going to be the case here. But Lori's sitting outside, and she's brought a gun, so she's going to try and gun him down, possibly, as they're transporting him. But it's funny that she brings a revolver and like an antique revolver so she's is got, that what it is i thought I, yeah you would know better than she's I got about like six she's probably got six shots to get it right right like you'd think somebody who's so obsessed with killing somebody at, would you know have something a little bit more a sure. little more effort into it right than that. right <laughs> even if you just brought like a 45 or something like yeah and something with a few more bullets. Yeah, just in case, just in case. Because you're going to have to get by the security. She must anticipate having to kill somebody else. Right. I mean, she's not just going to stroll into the mental institution and gun him down. So my thought on that is... But who it knows, because the podcasters got in there. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Because Dr. Satan will let anybody in. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Satan. Dr. <laughs> Satan. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry. But my thought on the whole bringing the gun is, God forbid he tries to run. I, I don't think that she intends on killing him there. I think it's, I just want to make sure he gets on the bus. Now, what doesn't really make much sense to me is she wants to ensure that he gets on the bus, but then she really doesn't give a fuck what happens after he gets on the bus, like, ah, he's I on the bus. I think she would maybe follow the bus. Right. That's that's what I would think, too. You know, what else do you have? You don't have fucking work. <laughs> so, right. you know. Now, we saw before when Michael was standing in line, he turned his head and his left eye is missing. Right. What, uh, I can't remember. He loses that eye in the original fighting with Lori. The, it's the coat hanger. The coat hanger. She stabs him yeah, in the eye the, with the yeah, coat hanger. Yeah, when she's she's in the closet yep. and he smashes through the door and she uncoils the wire coat hanger and stabs up. Right. So I couldn't remember if it was the coat hanger or when he comes over the couch and she stabs him with the sewing needle. No, the sewing needle is in, in his neck, neck yep. like okay. neck shoulder area. Yeah. So okay. which is I like the whole missing eye thing because it is, it's a nod. Right. You know, it's something which is funny that. I never realized that point until you brought it up just now. Mm -hmm. It's good well, consistency. Yeah, and I've watched the movie multiple times, and I've noticed that Michael has something wrong with his eye, but I never connected it back to 1978. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, whatever. It's right. something that they wanted to put in, and yeah, that's, you can that's explain it away in 40 years of being in an asylum that something happened. Mm -hmm. But it's it's very cool. So to go back a little bit, not physically go back, but... Uh, 
just the one thing I want to touch on because we, we spoke on it earlier was that they didn't have the Myers mask in an evidence bag when they brought it to Michael. But then when they're back at their motel and it's like showing shots of him writing and caricatures of Loomis and then they show the mask in a bag that clearly says evidence so it is clearly that it's an evidence bag so you were given an evidence bag by your friend then took it out of the bag to put it stuffed it it into your bag put it into your bag to show Michael then to get back then put it back into an evidence bag which then we're going to find we're going to see later that Michael just opens up his satchel and once again you you took it out of the bag and put it loose into your satchel. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're transporting it, for some odd reason, you feel the need to take it out, which just doesn't make any sense. And there's also not a great deal of dynamic between these podcasters. No. And I was just thinking that now. They're sitting together in the same hotel room going over all of this evidence. Are they together? Like, are they a couple? Oh, see, I don't, I don't take them as a couple. It's, I, take, I don't know what to take them as. I, I, I they don't, don't take really them as a couple. With each other That's it. I don't take much. them as a couple for the fact that I don't see any couple-less, like, couple-type intimacy. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see him hold her hand, like, when they're driving or anything like that. Like, right. simple things that I do with my Are wife. Like friends? I'm, yeah. That's how I look at it. But then when I see them mulling over evidence and and dialogue that they've collected and and notes and this and that, but there's no back and forth. And anybody out there that does a podcast knows that there's so much more to gain and so much more knowledge and so much more ground to cover when you do have somebody to talk to and you can bounce ideas off of because you may not have seen something that somebody else did, much like Meyer's eyeball. I've seen it every single time, and it has never taken me back to 1978, but sitting here next to Mike, he said, he was like, that's from part one. Mm -hmm. How does he lose his eye again? And obviously, it's the coat hanger scene. So I didn't connect it at all. He knew it connected somewhere, but it was me that made the connection for him. Mm -hmm. So I just feel that you would be talking to each other and and (laughs) there's not a great relationship between the two of them you don't really see them interact much yeah besides almost like arguing which is you know something that a lot of people have complained about when they compare this one to the original and it's that the characters in the original are not just people thrown in there to eventually get murdered there's a lot of interaction between the characters they joke with each other they goof around they talk to each other on the telephone about boys and setting each other up with this person and that person yeah they seem real they talk genuine. about their parents and stuff and yeah they seem like real people and that's that there's not a lot of interaction between the characters here no not a lot of personal interaction aside from Lori and her family which even then there's not a terrible amount of no, and obviously that's because of that strained relationship, right. I take it. But regardless, it it still doesn't really make you give a fuck about those characters. Watching the original, and I mean, I hate to just keep comparing it back. but It's watch, hard not to. It is. But watching the 78 is, you watch them and, and you feel for these characters, like, totally you feel totally. for these <laughs> you feel for these characters and you feel for Lori she's real and she's genuine and she's not a bad person and i i don't know i've in those movies i don't find myself 
cheering for Michael. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't find myself cheering for Lori and her friends as well. But most of the time, I watch Friday the 13th, and I cheer for Jason. Right, because in, in Friday... They're disposable throwaways. You're given basically a victim list. Yeah. You know that these people are here for one reason. Yeah, and these seven people are here to die. So we can see Jason kill them in the most creative ways possible. Correct. That's what they're there for. That's what a lot of people in this movie are there That's for. That's it. It seems almost like a, a, a Halloween movie with a Friday the 13th plot to We're going to start throwing in all of these teenagers who all look the same, and you know at some point down the road they're all going to get killed. Yep. <laughs> and then you just start adding people in later, like the the police officers towards the end. Like, we don't see them at all. We get no interaction with them. But fuck it, throw them in. Gives, it's, it's, get Increase that body count. Increase the body count. That's it. Damn it. Damn it. Increase the body count. <laughs> We're big wrestling fans, too. Yeah. All right, so we're going to hit play here. Sorry for the tangent again. 22-18, play. Satan clicking his, his harpoon spine. spine. <laughs> I would I would be terrified of clicking that goddamn pen and accidentally opening up this weird harpoon and stabbing myself. Stabbing myself. Lori's guzzling alcohol in the car. Which I've drank in airline bottles, and, I mean, that seemed, that was a little... That was a little ridiculous how she was, like, molesting yeah. the bottle. And any, anybody that has a drinking problem, usually, you know, you're not holding an airline bottle. Like, nah, my dad was an alcoholic, and he drank all of his alcohol out of a Dunkin' Donuts cup mm-hmm. while he was driving. So, you know, you find an easier way to hide it. Right. Instead of, like, I'll just bring this airline bottle. Like, I'll just bring a coffee thermos. So Michael's leaving. On the bus with a bunch of other prisoners. Lori's watching, getting very upset. Yep, she's nervous. You saw the figure walking towards her, and I assume that that is something in her head. Yeah. That she's freaking out, imagining that that he's not there, and here he comes, he's after me. Yeah. You know, it could also be foreshadowing, you know? Right. So, now we're at dinner. Um... You know, Dad talking about balls? Well, talking about tripping balls. Okay. So he's talking about, this is that weird, like, so you kind of get a little bit more of Dad's, uh, of like Dad's character and his personality here. He's he's laughy, he's jokey. Um, but he's talking about doing drugs with the boyfriend's father, which I... If I was the boy's father, unless Lori's father knew that I told my kid, I would not appreciate that. Like, dude, don't tell my kid that we used to do drugs together. That's like, he's going to think it's okay. And I'm trying to, you know, I was young and stupid and he doesn't need to be young and stupid. Right. So. So now they're talking about grandma, Gammy, and speak of the devil. I'm the grandmother. So they're all meeting the boyfriend. Yep. And they're not very nice to grandma. Well. There's a lot of eye rolling. That's yep. not, I mean, they're like unnecessarily mean to grandma. I don't think that they're, well, here. 
Suppose <laughs> this is kind of like a family gathering at my house. Yep, that's how I was gonna say. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it's very, very, it's very on a very close to home for me to. <laughs> so we've got the one person who's drinking a whole lot, and somebody else who's mad at them for drinking a whole lot. <laughs> And then the daughter is trying to diffuse the whole situation. Yeah, because she just wants to have a happy family. Right. The poor boyfriend, this is his first time meeting the family, and he's like, oh, Christ. We have grandmas having a breakdown now, and yep. she's going to start rambling about the shape. The shape. Which is her term for Michael Myers. Which is what they and call him. she just him. said, I wanted to kill him. Right. And the dad kind of bringing it down, like, this is enough, Laura, right? Like. The poor boyfriend. This whole scene, like, obviously everybody watches and they're they're engrossed in the story. And in my head, I'm like, the boyfriend. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, God. Grandma gets up and leaves. <clears throat> Mom so, says, I told you so to yep. the daughter, which is like the worst thing you could have just said. Because oh, the daughter obviously cares about Grandma. Of course. Grandma's going to go run out <laughs> and trap it. Grandma's going to go play in the freeway now. Grandmother. 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 So now, what the fuck is the daughter's name? Throwaway daughter? Throwaway daughter. That's All her right. name. So daughter comes out to comfort grandmother, leaving boyfriend with, inside with mom and dad. With at the most, dad and At the most crazy awkward mom. of times. Yep. So, like, I just don't understand how that how that went down right there so we're gonna pause we're 20 what's that say 26.58 so how long did daughter hang out with grandmother outside leaving boyfriend so uncomfortable inside with mom and dad that's how forgettable these fucking characters are i know dr satan because his fucking name is ridiculous Mm -hmm. i know michael and i know laurie yeah, I don't know the names of anybody else yet. You and I've watched the movie butter, multiple penis times. Dad, mm-hmm. uh, poor choice of an actress, mom, mother, throwaway daughter, throwaway daughter, <laughs> and boyfriend, and goofy hair boyfriend with his goofy hair friends. <laughs> and then I thought it's weird when Lori leaves in her pickup truck. Boyfriend and dad, and dad are the ones <laughs> seeing her off, saying goodbye. Not daughter. Daughter's not there to be like, I love you, thank you so much for coming, or or like the 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 mother doing it, like blah blah blah, I told you, you shouldn't have come. Man, man, man. I'm a fucking bitch. And then yeah, mother, once again with her great knowledge of what to say to my daughter to make her feel better, as grandma's driving away, she says, Well, I'm glad you got to see that. Correct, because now that's you get that's to see what, what yeah. happened, what I went through when I was your age. Yeah, because like, that's what every fucking kid wants. Oh, thanks, thanks, mom. I was just trying to have a relationship with my grandmother, my grandmother, grandmother. And mom is saying, "I told you." <laughs> so. I told you so. Grandma's fucking crazy. I never told you how I grew up. Well, you know what? Maybe this would have fucking helped all the time that I was like, "Hey, we should invite grandmother. We should invite grandmother." And you're like, "Eh, eh, eh." Why didn't you fucking sit me down and be like, "Listen." I know you want to see Grandma. I can't do it because of this. This is what I went through. So there is a horrifically strained relationship, even though we live in the same fucking town. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the daughter. Because nobody left. Seven years nobody old. left. We have three goddamn generations of fucking Strodes here. Still here. Still here. Like, eh, fuck it. I know that. I know that I almost got slaughtered 
Eh, fuck it. I'm going to live here. And I'll she, raise can, a, she can explain that to her daughter. It's I'll, not I'll like raise the daughter a family. is a child. Correct. She's a teenager in high school. Yeah, you can sit she them can down. She can understand these types of relationships. But, yeah, it just doesn't make sense why you would stay around. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm going to stay here even though I almost got slaughtered. Now I'm going to raise a daughter. Now my daughter got taken away from me. I'm assuming was put in custody with somebody that also lived in Haddonfield? Probably, since she's still there. Because she's still there? So if, if that's the case, then when the 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 daughter, the mother, you know, middle strode, mm-hmm. grows up, why the fuck didn't you move away? Because you're like, fuck this. I want to get as far away from this crazy shit as possible. Because she still has the memory of her ridiculous childhood with Lori. Right. Because she recounts it here. So she knows that she, her mom's a fucking loon. Right. So why wouldn't you leave? Yeah. Then if you decided to stay, or if you did leave, you were adopted out by someone, why the fuck did you come back? Then you're going to raise a daughter in this crazy fucking town mm-hmm. where everybody knows your fucking name. And everybody knows what you're known for. Correct. So it's like, oh, those are the Myers people. Those are the Myers people. Those are the they Myers from people. Them. Yeah. <laughs> You're now the weird fucking people. Mm-hmm. Because that's what fucking happens. You get labeled. Especially in small towns. Oh, yeah. Because we're from a small town. And we are labeled. Yes. <laughs> and we label people. Like the kid's dad with the one leg. He was a pirate. His dad was a pirate. Anyway, 2658, play. Learned how to fight. Learned how to shoot a gun. She says that learning how to shoot a gun when she was eight, as if it's a strange thing. Yep. You're living in a, a country hick town. Most kids know how to shoot a gun even sooner than that. Yeah. Now, uh, the we're going to let her go for a little bit just so we can, we'll double back on what she says, so. All right, so I spent my whole life trying to get over the paranoia and neuroses that she gave me. So you you learned how to fight? Since when is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. That you learned how to fight, to defend yourself? Right. Not a bad thing. Lots of kids learn karate, karate. Um, especially nowadays. MMA is, is really big. I have a friend who his son likes MMA. Mm-hmm. And so he takes him. It's like toddler taekwondo, stuff like that. And yeah. They learn how to fight. Oh, yeah. Um, She says, I learned how to shoot a gun when I was eight. Now, this movie was made, obviously, in 2017, 2018, where everybody's up in arms about gun rights and gun violence and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. So I feel that that is more of a social commentary on today than it was when she grew up, which would have been, like, 1985, Mm -hmm. 1988, somewhere in that. Yeah. You know, she would have been around eight years old. You know, obviously we don't have a... But she's a mid-80s child. Mm -hmm. She was born... She was probably born in the early 80s. Yeah. Um, So, back then, in a rural outback town... Really not too too crazy that a kid learned to shoot when she was eight. No, a lot of kids get their hunting licenses. Of course, how many age. yeah, how many kids go out with their parents and like hunting? Not even like oh I learned how to shoot a gun. Like, yes, you learned how to shoot a gun at dummies. There are kids that are literally out killing animals with, with guns their with their dad age. or their mom 
at age eight. Yep. And it's like, my son shot his first buck, and he's there taking a picture with his dad, and he's happy, and there's a dead deer with a bullet hole in it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to know how to defend yourself. Right. I I understand take it a little far when she's, like, teaching her how to weld, it looks like. <laughs> And then she's got her she's got her wiring the house, which we'll get into that later. Because man, I have a whole bunch of shit about that. Because I'm a maintenance guy. That's what I do for a living. I fix things. I build things. I work at a facility. That's my job is to make sure things work and things don't break. So I have like a whole thing on that shit. That is strange. Teaching a child how to weld and how to do electricity and stuff like that. But I mean, it's still not a terrible thing. No, I mean, you can make a lot of money as a welder. Of course, and and if the way I look at it is, if Lori was trying to live kind of off the grid, homesteading, what's wrong with this? Is what we have to do to to live. You gotta, excuse me. You have to learn how to do this. You have to learn how to do this. We do our own this. We do our own this. Look at the Amish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same thing there. You know, children are learning how to work with tools at young ages, yeah. and they're given ridiculously physical tasks that they need to carry out and accomplish that, quote-unquote, city folk would find ridiculous to have your kid do Mm -hmm. but like oh no my kid's up at five he's gonna go feed the chickens that's his job he wakes up at 5 a.m where there's other kids that don't roll out of bed till 11 i feel that that's all parenting um and as long as you're not abusing the child that's that's the parents right on how they want to raise them Mm -hmm. if you want to let your kid sleep in till 11 and you know whatever eat sugar cereal for breakfast and play video games play video games sounds like our childhood correct that's fine if you want your kid to learn hard work and, you know, stuff like that, that's fine, too. So long as you're not hurting the child. Right. And she's saying all of this as if it's a bad thing. But she never once was like, if I didn't hit my mark, mom hit me. There mom was no... me. Yeah. There I was, had to take the dummy's place. <laughs> there was no, you know, there wasn't a bad learning experience. I mean, to... To put it in portrayal to another movie, the log-splitting scene in the Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, where he's making the kid hold the wood mm-hmm. and then release. Oh, so you're talking about the, the remake. Newer, the, the remake, remake yeah. Amityville. Where he's making, uh, with Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. he's making him hold the logs and then release just before the axe hits. Like, that. that is teaching your kid... But that is teaching them in a very, very wrong way. You're, yeah. you're intimidating them and you're putting them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think I think mom here is just being a whiny little bitch. I, I agree. Play at 27-28 now. What is grandma going to do with herself? And dad says... It's not your job to save her. her, Which is true. Correct, but it didn't really seem like grandma was... Or that she was really trying to save grandma either. This is a good... I do like this scene. Yeah. I'm missing dance class. So we've got old hick dad who wants his son to be a hunter. Yep. 
But we have feminine little boy who wants to go dancing. <laughs> so I, I like that. Like to me, there's a genuineness in that. And this whole this whole scene, that whole little scene drove the movie forward. Mm-hmm. But while driving it forward, you were able to get something that can be very realistic. Like I remember having talks with my dad about things that he didn't really like that I liked. And he'd say, do you, you really like that? Or you really think about that stuff, Michael? And I'd say, yeah, yeah. it was my first time that I was really standing up to my father about something. And yeah, you know, even if his thing is dance, I'm not here to judge somebody on what they like. Right. The kid likes what he likes, and unfortunately, it's not what dad wants him to like. Right. Now, I don't know about this dad. Maybe he's like an army guy or something. But if I were driving down the road in the middle of the night, and I came across a wrecked bus that's clearly some kind of prison bus. Oh, yeah. And there's people people in... White clothes wandering in the road. I would not get out of the car. No. I definitely wouldn't leave my kid alone. No. I would probably continue driving. I would keep driving and I would call 911. Yeah. I would not stay there. I wouldn't... I sure as shit wouldn't get out of the car. Fuck no. Like, you don't know who these people are. Or why the bus has been wrecked like what happened. I This could be a bus full of serial killers for all he knows. Like, I, I understand staying by because god forbid something happened but i i would just call 911 oh my god there was a horrible accident it looks like a prison bus or something of that sort has gone off the road we need immediate help we're on xyz right road and then if i were the kid and i my dad had left me alone in the car i sure as shit wouldn't get out of the car fuck no Also, then, when there's a cop that's covered in blood who says, run, run, I would probably get back in the fucking car. Yeah. At that point, I'd be like, oh, God. I would yell for my dad. I wouldn't be getting I on the bus. I would probably cry. Like, I, that's not above me in that situation. And then he shoots the doctor as an impulse. Now, what's stupid about that scene is the doctor bounces up out of the chair. Shock value, it's a, you know, it's a jump scare. Bounces up and says, don't shoot! Instead of saying, saying, excuse me, excuse me, there's somebody here, please don't shoot. Don't shoot if you're armed. I'm, I'm innocent. Put your hands up. You know? Right. Now we have Michael Myers killing a child. Which I love. Yeah. I love. I he love movies that... do that. Yeah, I love movies that'll take... You know, complete disregard for a for a child's life because yeah. it's it gives realism to it. Um. Again, we always we keep referencing seventy eight, and it's very similar to her friend getting choked to death in the car. In the car, you know, and her face falls up against the glass. Yeah, and then she falls down onto the right the the horn. So, cop gets a dis dispatch. Um. I'm assuming it was from the, the call that the kid made. Yeah, I would think so. So he you know, shows he, up to yeah. the bus scene now. And this cop, he's supposedly the one who arrested Myers. Yeah. Back in 78. 
so what uh what doesn't make much sense is um a lot of times like i repeat officer down there's send assistance and backup but you typically don't approach the scene then there's a reason why you're asking for you backup. call for backup and you wait for backup. you wait for backup Especially when there's multiple officers already dead. Right. Like, there's, this is, this is a murder. There's somebody's neck that's been, like, snapped backwards. Not like he got launched out of the car. There's somebody, somebody that says they've been shot. But no, Bruce Willis is going to take the bus on his own here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did who escape? Halloween. Now it's Halloween. We're back in the cemetery. Yep. Supposedly the cemetery from the original. Yes. We've got our two two podcasters. I don't... Which, hold on. Pause this. We're going to pause, uh, what, what is it? 3331. Mm-hmm. So the first fucking thing that this bitch says is, this is our only claim to fame. She talks about her cousin that works in another cemetery. Well, that has all a bunch co- of famous oh, people. Oh, yeah. So, uh, which interestingly enough, like if anybody looks where Bernie Mac is buried, um, that's where her cousin works. So then we would know in relation, not like it really matters, but regardless. So, she says, this is our only claim to fame. Maybe y'all can tell me what's so special about Judith Myers. Now, you introduced her as Haddonfield's claim to fame. You don't know. But then you're saying, why, you're asking, why is she so special? How the fuck do you introduce as claim to fame if you don't know? Wouldn't, wouldn't that have been the first thing that you ask when the podcasters walk up and say, um... We know that Judith Myers is buried here. We were wondering if you'd be able to uh, take us to her grave. Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, sure I can. And then I would probably say, what's the deal with so many people that want to see Judith Myers? What, what's with her? While we're walking to the cemetery, right. or to the grave. I probably wouldn't wait till we're at the grave to then say it. Yeah. I, you know, I would ask immediately. Mm-hmm. So I get the whole fucking story on the way. God, what were you going to say, Mike? Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the podcasters yes. are back and not interacting with each other. Correct. Again. Yep. You could probably film this whole scene with one or the other missing and it, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, I don't understand the, the need for two. I honestly think the need for two was body count. Yeah. Well, let's do two podcasters because that's more believable. Most people do podcasts together. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mike and Mike here. Yep. Um, but... I mean, they really have no interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. So. And then now we're seeing, we're starting again. Yep. 33, 33. Yep. Myers is watching them at the cemetery. We're seeing footage from the original Halloween, I think. No, no, it's is not. reshot? It's reshot. Okay. It's very well reshot, though. So we get the full description of how Judith dies. 
And then she notices somebody in the distance watching, dressed in all white, and doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything, or wave, or or anything. Yeah. Um, also, I don't understand why they had to go to the graveyard to tell that story. Yeah. Now you've got your uh, badass motherfucker mayor in his cowboy right? He's the, hat. The mayor, like, uh, what is this, Texas? Walk around in a fucking cowboy hat? It's is is he the mayor? Is that I think what that's he it. Is? Yeah. I never really caught what he is. Yeah, or he's like the the. I know he's not the sheriff because that's the sheriff. So he the chief of. I I don't know unless he's like an agent or something. I like something. that. Babysitter murders of 1978. Babysitter murders were the original name for the Halloween movie. It was called the Babysitter Murders. Right. Pause. We're at 3513. Crazy has a big smile on his face. He says, We're gonna we're gonna have a circus on our hands. What are we supposed to do? Cancel Halloween? And he chuckles. Now I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but up where I am, we number one, we always do Halloween on the 31st. Mm-hmm. In my community. Yeah, we it's did it last 30, night. Yep. With the rain and the wind and all of that shit. But the town down the road from my community canceled Halloween. Yep. There was no trick-or-treating. Nobody went out trick-or-treating. It was enforced by the the local police. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of towns did in Pennsylvania. Yes, because it are, was torrential actually. rain. The town I live in canceled until Saturday night. Out in Pittsburgh, a bunch of towns canceled until Saturday. So... It's a common thing to. It's. Can, I mean, you're not technically canceling. It's Halloween. a postponed. Res- yeah, it's a reschedule of trick or treating. Comes and goes. You're just rescheduling the the big event of trick or treating. Yeah. For another time. But what's what I find so ridiculous is he chuckles at the thought of. He says canceling. You could just postpone, of canceling Halloween because there's a there may be a psychotic murderer on the loose. Who, 40 years ago, on, coincidentally, Halloween, murdered five people in the same fucking town. Mm -hmm. Now, I would like to think that if Milford, Pennsylvania, can postpone Halloween because of some rain and some wind, so kids don't get sick and cold and wet and dreary... I would like to think that Milford would probably also cancel if there was a suspected murderer on the loose who hacked people up 40 years ago wearing a Halloween mask going door to door. Mm-hmm. So I find that that sentence absolute bullshit. I find it bullshit to postpone trick-or-treating because of rain. I don't find it bullshit to postpone trick-or-treating because there's a fucking killer on the loose. Right, an escaped criminal. Correct. Running around. So we're gonna we're gonna play this thirty five thirteen now. He laughs all the way to the bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> now we're looking at a case file. These podcasters. Yep, podcasters are at the gas station. And Michael pulls up. Michael pulls up in a Ford Bronco. Oh, yeah. OJ style here. And that's the vehicle from the 
Father and son. Correct. There's the mask. Just sitting in the trunk. She throws the box up against it. Yep. Fuck that thing. Yep, we don't need it. Michaels, once again, nobody sees him. Shoeless Joe Jackson over there fucking... Strolling through the parking lot. In a... In a white... In a white getup that I'm sure has a fucking number on it because he's an inmate. The only one who really does notice what's going on is this old lady in the church van. Correct. And she even hints with her eyes to look. Now, the church van also says resurrection on it, which I don't know if that's a nod to Halloween resurrection. Maybe. I, I don't know. I hope not. Or is it the <laughs> a resurrection of Michael Myers? Maybe. That he's back. Because right after you see that and she nods over, um, if you look in the window behind the, key, uh, the cashier... Michael is bringing something down. He's killing the mechanic. Right. He's killing the mechanic. So he kills the mechanic. He takes his to get his jumpsuit, his suit, and yeah. his boots. Uh, coincidentally, they're the same size man. They always um, are. Yeah. If I would never be able to be a serial killer, I wear a size fifteen double wide. I am a monster of a fucking human being. So, uh, Jesus Christ, for me to kill somebody and uh, to pray. I would have to. I would have to murder Braun Strowman and get his and clothes. to get to get fucking clothing that would fit me. Michael's first stop is the women's room. Well, I think it's a. I think it's a an all in one. Is it an? Because she goes. She's like, I need the bathroom key, and it's a. It's a fucking gas station, so you know the bathroom key is on a goddamn wrench, zip tied to it. Yeah. You know, because that's what the fucking bathroom key always is. But this is his first stop, the restroom. Now I like this, and then at the same time I don't like it. I like it for the grimness that it is, but it belongs more in a Rob Zombie film. Yeah, the the team. There's no reason why Michael Myers would remove a man's teeth yeah. and then hold on to them in order to, I guess, scare, intimidate, whatever. Unless for some reason he was keeping his teeth in his back pocket and he sat on them. My grandmother did it once. <laughs> My grandmother did that once. Grandmother. We were talking about it earlier today. So, it was but, a joke. Had to be there, but you weren't. So, there you go. There's the teeth man. There's the man who lost his teeth. So, Myers rips his teeth out of his mouth. It looks like he literally took his jaw out through his lips. Yeah. <laughs> there we have the dead mechanic who lost his clothes. Yep, and some, and then the, the air compressor turned on, which doesn't really make any sense. Oh, the hose snapped. That's what it is. Doesn't, I don't know. Michael's still just kind of standing here. Lurking. He may just be waiting for her to be finished so he can use the stall. He he knows that the last stall is the best one. Yeah. And there you go. So he drops the teeth. Now, to me, this doesn't seem very John Carpenter, Michael Meyer. Michael Myers. Wow, I had a stroke. It's more Rob Zombie. It's Michael definitely Myers. Rob Zombie Myers. You know, this, this here definitely seems just straight Michael. Like, oh. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, he's not being particularly brutal. He's no, just, trying just to grabbing. Yep. He's not not doing anything overly brutal. It's just, I just, I'm trying to get you. Yep. That's it. And I know you're in here. Hitting the door. Other podcaster has to use the bathroom. With his crowbar. Yep. Myers, at 61 years old, takes a full-on 
shot to the face by a fucking crowbar and doesn't flinch. Yeah. That is impressive. I don't care who you are. You get all of these hints of Meyer's face. Um, I think that the head smashing is excessive. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's excessive in the sense as to why go to the bathroom door to do it. He's doing it up against a solid concrete wall. Oh, yeah. Cinder block wall. Yeah. He easily could have finished him right there. But for some odd reason, he had to bring him over to the girl's... And I think this is great. Yeah, it's this, just very Myers. I just, yeah, this just is a choke. good kill. Just a, a nice strangulation. Yeah, it's very simple. Yep, it's effective, and that's all that he that's all he needs. He goes to their car, takes the mask. I like how the mask really holds its shape right there. I mean, obviously, everybody in the world has picked up a fucking Halloween mask, and it's just a pile of latex. Yeah, but when he picks it up, it is very. Very molded head. It is, even after 40 years. Yeah. Now, I've never had a Halloween mask that's been that old, but I don't know how well that latex would hold up. I don't know. I've seen some latex masks get really crumbly. Yeah, not to mention, if you look at, like, the original, like, like the Don posts from, like, the, the original movie... Like, that were screen used, yeah. they're in very, very rough shape. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're in glass. Like, don't fucking touch them. They're right. very crumbly. Yeah. This has literally been folded up on itself sitting in an evidence locker. I feel that when you went to unfold it, it probably would have Just peeled apart. Yeah. It would have looked more akin to the Rob Zombie mask mm-hmm. with large chunks missing. Now we see Lori's moving. All right. So we're going to pause. Pause. At 4138, because this is where Lori's house just gets goddamn Kevin McAllister home alone. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Joe so. Pesci's going to come in and try to. Oh, yeah, rob the, the sticky, place. Bandits. The sticky, sticky bandits. Sticky bandits all the way. <laughs> ah, we're the wet bandits. Now they're the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's. I mean, everybody knows what's so ridiculous about this. I don't need to over talk it. But everything that you would have to do to make that work just seems absolutely bizarre to either a do it by yourself with your eight-year-old um or to pay somebody to do it i'm sure somebody would do that for the certain amount of money i don't know if Lori has that kind of money Mm -hmm. but what needs to be done in order to accomplish that feet is ridiculous right you know like the gears you would need a gear system you would need a pulley system like a cable system um you would have to have most likely there has to be a track for it to move on well if you did a if you did like a um like a winch you could do an electric winch on your wall then you would run that to a pulley that would then run up to another pulley that would be geared that would then operate a you'd have like a horizontal gear operating a vertical gear that would then twist your um your your kitchen island to make that work so i mean like the logistics of it are doable 
but the weight of your kitchen island, unless you built one that's like, you have one that's really cheap, but we know it's not cheaply made because then Myers tries to move it, and instead of being able to break through it, he actually lifts the whole fucking thing up and tips it over. So it's very sturdy, it's very well built, Mm -hmm. so it's probably pretty heavy. But anyway, this is stop number one on the uh, the Home Alone house. 4138. Sorry, yes. So here we are. Happy the, Halloween. The trick-or-treaters are already out. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty goddamn normal. It's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon there, 4 o'clock, a little yeah. overcast. So mom gets home from, nobody has a job, I don't think. She's grocery shopping, obviously. Yeah. Um... October 31st, 2018. Was that a weekend? Was Halloween on a weekend no. last year? Nope. No. It was in the middle of the week, so. <clears throat> it was a Wednesday. It was. It mm-hmm. was a Wednesday. So she comes home and there's instantly a a sense of uh, uh, dread, fear, uneasiness, maybe. Not dread or fear. Wrong words. You could see it on her face that she... She feels uneasy. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. And she's supposed to be like badass survivalist chick. Correct. Trained by her mother at age eight yes. to be this killing machine. So mom's hiding but upstairs. She can't smart grandma. No. And mom's <laughs> hiding upstairs and pulls a gun on her and says, Gotcha, you're dead. With her. With her fucking goddamn Texas Ranger 1848 revolver. Yeah. Dad knows jujitsu. Yep. Oh, and she points and then she, a gun at Dad in his own house. Yeah. And all he says is, put down the gun. I think if somebody, if my mother-in-law pulled a gun on me in my own house, I would probably say, like, Kathy... Put the fucking gun down, or I'm going to call the fucking police. Are you kidding me right now, Kathy? Yeah. Like, yes, that's my mother-in-law's name, Kathy. It's... So she's saying the world's not bad. It's full of love. Right. Well, and then we the immediately... podcasters would think otherwise. Correct. Also, like, the world's not bad. It's full of love. It's 2018. I'm sure that mom has a fucking Facebook that she posts way too many pictures of her fucking cat on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or that she, she'll she post a meme, and then she likes the meme, and then she comments on the meme, and then she loves her comment on the meme. Like my mom. Yes. <laughs> exactly like your mother. <laughs> so, she knows that the world is not full of fucking love. Mm, yep. State issue hospital gown, except Myers wasn't in a hospital gown. He was in pants and a T-shirt. Yeah, with like a thermal long sleeve shirt under it. Yeah. But the cop knows that this is Michael Myers. Yep. Because the cop is just as paranoid as Laurie. There's a reason why we're supposed to be afraid of this night. Correct. The cop is very dramatic. Way too dramatic for a cop. Yeah. I mean, he was the one who arrested Myers 40 years ago. The fucker should have retired by now. Yeah. But, (coughs) excuse me. Oh, and here we go. This is probably my favorite scene of the movie. So Michael's back in Haddonfield, in his element. You know John Carpenter had his hands all over this scene. Yeah. 
And it's supposed to be a one-shot, but I, I was talking to somebody that there's obvious cuts in it. Yeah. But I, I, I can't really place them thinking about it. But it's it's supposed to replicate the one-shot of the original 78. Yeah. Um, we follow behind Michael. He grabs the hammer. That's it. Ah, oh, there's, there's, the there's your obvious cut. Yep. Now, I think the shot would have been better... The, if they the one, hadn't have cut, if the camera went from the hammer back up to Meyer's shoulder and kept following him around. Correct. Myers walks in to a house. He's got that great movement where yep. he turns his head before turning his body. I love the sound, the chair getting knocked. Myers sees the sees knife. The knife. He's like, forget the hammer. Yep, I'm I got better the knife. off with this. So um, did he sit her down? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I don't understand that and then how the other chair fell. So let's this pause right here. Baby crying. Yeah. And we are uh, 4619. So Myers comes into the house and he bludgeons the woman to death. She's an older woman. Um, and so he bludgeons the woman to death. She's sitting down. Yet the, the other chair falls, which immediately makes me think that there was a struggle mm -hmm. and she went to grab the chair maybe I, I i don't know uh he grabs the knife and then you see her sitting at the table so i'm assuming she sat down myers bludgeoned her to death and she fell forward onto the table but i don't understand where the the other chair would have fallen in that scuffle Right. I can't see Myers ripping the chair out of the way to get to her. The only thing I can guess is if they were struggling while she was sitting down and her legs her leg were kicking, kick, maybe she kicked could the be. chair. Now, um, this is just the uh, this is just the DVD, the Blu-ray combo with the digital download, the whole deal. Um, there's nothing special about this copy of the movie that I have, but I feel, and I could totally be wrong, totally. Totally. There's, there's your 78 reference. <laughs> I could totally be wrong, but I feel that in the theatrical release, he hovered at the child longer. Really? I, I very strongly remember that. I could totally be wrong, and maybe it was something that I had perceived, mm -hmm. because I, I saw the theatrical twice, and I remember commenting on it both times, that he stood... At the child for, I'm not saying 30 seconds, but five maybe. Mm -hmm. And there was almost that contemplation because I remember the rest of the theater gasped. Right. Because Myers is in front of a crying baby with a knife. Mm -hmm. And then he passes by. And I don't advocate child abuse and anything like that. But when you have an unknowing, unfeeling monster of a human being, evil incarnate in Michael Myers, I feel that there is complete disregard for all human life. Mm -hmm. That, oh, you're here, and I have a knife, so I'm going to kill you. And, you know, I feel that it would have really added to the depravity and the evil, twisted mind of Michael Myers. If he like, killed the baby. Just, that's it, one stab mm -hmm. and the crying. You don't have to see anything. The camera can easily pan away and all you hear is that shink 
and then the crying stops, mm-hmm. and you know what happened. I've read a lot of discussions about this scene. Okay. On why Myers doesn't kill the baby, and there's okay. so many opinions out there about, you know, maybe it shows that he does have some conscience. And I don't like that. Right. I don't like that he's Maybe he doesn't a... perceive the baby as a threat to him right. in any way, so he doesn't see the utility in Which, killing it. in a sense, I, underst- I, I get that point of view. If that's what they were going for, then it totally makes sense. Because he also doesn't murder the children just randomly on the street. Right, he, he bumps murders, into them. He murders a woman at her kitchen table because this woman could call the police. And it, it goes back to the original, too, when Tommy Wallace first runs into him and outside the school. And he just grabs him by he, the... And it's not Tommy. It's the bully. The bully runs the bully. into him. The bully who was bullying Tommy. Yep. And Michael just grabs him and just kind of stops him and stares. He doesn't kill him. No, and then he just walks and just watches Tommy. And at, at no point in the movie does he try to kill Tommy no. or the little girl. His focus is on Lori and her friends. Correct. And a lot of... A lot of the opinion on it is that Michael is kind of like a sexually depraved okay. kind of guy because he, as a little boy, murders his sister naked. Naked after he, you know, after she has sex with her boyfriend. Right. And then he comes back to Haddonfield and he sees another girl near his house. So now he's after that girl and he kills her girlfriends. Right. And then he. He kills the boy, Bob. Bob, yep. He kills Bob. Not really because he has to, but I guess Bob's kind of a threat. Like, he takes out Bob before he goes after Linda upstairs. Right. Because... Well, I mean, if you come... Bob's downstairs. Michael comes through the door. Now we're both on the first floor. Mm-hmm. You're here. I'm trying to get upstairs. I'm going to kill you. Right. He Makes doesn't sense. want Bob interrupting him while he's killing Linda. Right. And Bob doesn't get a lot of special treatment. Like, nope. he tends to spend more time on the ladies than he does the men. Like, he comes out of the closet and he knifes Bob. And that's pretty much it. This is true. And then he, he takes the time to do something that is... Which I'm not saying Michael Myers is a sexually charged creature. Um, but, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, you know, when he kills Linda upstairs... He strangles her. But first, which is he a, dresses up yes. as a ghost. And as he puts her, yeah. Bob's glasses on. Yep. Which, it's almost like he's playing. Like, oh, look at me, I'm your boyfriend. He's playing games with her. He comes in dressed like that, and he doesn't say anything, and she gets all terrified. And then, he strangles her with the telephone Correct. cord. Correct. Instead of just stabbing her, which, which he strangulation do. is a lot more, lack of a better term, intimate of a kill to do to somebody to Mm -hmm. literally be touching them and know that your hand is causing the life to leave their body Mm -hmm. um which he then does to what's her name in the car in the car annie now he doesn't just strangle annie in the car he strangles her for a while yeah and then he slits her throat yep which he could have just sat up in the car and And just slit her throat throat. but But no instead wants that rush right he chokes her for a while which is funny again in this because when faced with a man and a woman in the bathroom, the men, he rips the man's teeth out. The other guy, he, we don't know how he did, he Smashes bludgeons him. head in with something. He bludgeons him. Then when he gets into the bathroom, he gives her the teeth 
Like he's playing with her a little bit. Yeah, I'm playing with you. The man comes in and he crushes his skull up against the wall, then proceeds to strangle the woman, (laughs) and then proceeds proceeds to strangle the woman. Where so I, I mean I never really looked at it like that. And then if that's the case, if that's how it's done, and it's this playing, I like to toy with you because you're a woman. Almost this um this Ted Bundy like killing. Uh, then the teeth totally make sense. Yeah, the when teeth you compare are, it to what he does with yeah. the whole Bob thing. Yeah, then the, the teeth, teeth makes sense. Then they do kind of make sense. That he could have just walked in. To say that the teeth aren't really a Michael Myers thing, I mean, he does it's a it in the... a little bit more brutal but than he, the Bob thing. But he still does it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like to... I just want to play. Like, I, I want to have a little bit of fun before I fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. And it's a... Yeah, it's 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 a Ted Bundy thing. That's 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 creepy. Yeah, I never really I never really sat there and had that conversation with somebody and broke down Michael we'll Myers. Look at that a little bit more as the movie goes. Yeah, forty six nineteen. Let's hit play right now. Baby right, we have the baby crying cr- and yep. he stands over the crib. Kind but of I, soothes the baby a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder who that baby belonged. The woman. The woman seems so much older than to old. have an infant. Maybe she's a grandma. Could be. While grandmother. Mom's out with the other grandmother. Kids. Grandmother. Gammy's with the kids. <laughs> Gammy's with the baby while mom's with the kids. While mom's out with the mailman. Yes, and the milkman and, and the, the paper milkman boy together. Oh. Now Michael's back out on the street. This is a great atmosphere. I like Halloweens that look like this, where you just have the streets filled with trick-or-treaters yep. and the adults are on their way out to costume parties. And it's, it's great. Now she turns and Very much like last him. night at, through the community. Yeah. So, yeah, she turns and she looks at Michael. And gets a little like, oh, unnerved that's, by but, him. But her husband reels her in. Right. Oh, Michael Myers is going to the next house. That's it. He's and almost like trick-or-treating. Yep. He's going door-to-door. Except the woman who decorated this house, she loves to carve jaguars. Martha Stewart decorating wow. this house. I love that. That's a great scene. Yeah, the face in the window. reflection like, in the there's window. Very little, there's very little that I can really pull apart in this. Yeah. Um, I love that you see Michael on the right. Yep, he passes by the windows. You know, you you watch him. Like there he goes. Like yep. his head, the shadow. He's he's very you can tell he's going up steps right there. He's all business. Yep. He doesn't stop to look in those windows. Nope, he's, he's seen he's everything a, he needs to see and he's just on his way. Yeah, he's made his he's made up his mind. And she like he just walks in. Now she's very concerned. So she just got off the phone with somebody right. who may have knowledge of his escape. He and smashes her head and then stabs her. That's great. All right, and then we've got the cross-dressing Bonnie yes. and Clyde routine. Which, that's funny. But, like, the the camera that that the kid is using... He's got like flash bulbs. Yeah. And they're like legit flash bulbs. Yeah. He's got to change them after every picture. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like like uh, no no high, I don't think any high schooler would have that. Like I, I really don't think so. Yeah. Like they would you would just use your cell phones. Right. I don't even know any 
high schooler that would be bringing a digital camera. You just use your phone. Right. Now, her boyfriend's mad that she took this phone call for some reason. Right. But what I don't get is, why did you have to take the phone call? Yeah, it doesn't. I, it, I could understand if it was your mom or it was your dad, whatever. Well, now grandmother. Grandmother. Even her name is grandmother, grandmother. on the contacts. And we have this girl who's babysitting the little black boy. I don't know. There's something about who I don't care for. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the whole interaction with him. I guess it seems a little real. There's creepy cloth to the right. Oh, creepy you know, cloth. Spooky sheet. Freaky, freaky fabric. fabric. <laughs> so she's interacting with the little boy right yep. now. He's clipping his toenails. Which... I mean, it, it makes sense, like, watching this, like, banter... So, I mean, now now that I'm watching it again, it kind of makes sense. It's it's that banter between, you know, a little kid who knows that he can be a little mouthy with someone that's not his mom. Yeah. You know, and, like... I just don't care for him. Yeah. I don't like the comic relief that he's supposed to provide. Right. I don't find him... Funny. Funny. I no. like this, how he's... Even though he's being a smart ass downstairs, he's, a he's still kid. kind of scared yep. to have the door closed. Which rightfully so, because isn't Michael Myers in his closet? Yes. <laughs> you know, and then she says, like, you're my favorite kid that I babysit for. And he says goodnight. And it's it's endearing, the, the, the back and forth. And like I said, I mean, I, I know what it's like to, to feel that you can be a little freer with your choice of words around mm -hmm. certain people when you're a little kid. Right. Like, oh, well, Vicky's cool. Vicky's not going to tell my mom that I said ass. And then she even says, like, I'll show your mom your browser history. And he, like, uh, instantly is like, oh, I got nothing to say. Like, shit. <laughs> right. I'm screwed. So now we're back to the dance. We had the school cheerleading pause. squad pause doing a, for a dance routine. Just pause now. 51, 52. I have never once in all of my years of my youth gone to a high school Halloween party. I don't even know if my high school did Halloween parties. Did Not our that I remember. Okay. No. So this is a high school Halloween party. They have what seems to be a professional DJ. He's got like a spin table, like a DJ booth. Yeah, it's pretty real. <laughs> there's smoke machines going off, which being a maintenance director, I'm a maintenance director at a uh, nursing home. Uh, Would like, that be a problem with your sprinkler system? 110%. Yeah. We can't. We can't even change certain ceiling tiles at our facility without calling up our alarm company. And I have to take the entire system offline to change, like, two ceiling tiles. Because if the dust from the ceiling tile gets into the lens of the sensor, of the alarm, it's going to send an alarm to the 
alarm company and it's going to say that there's a fire. There won't go any alarms won't go off in the facility, but it is going to tell my alarm company that there is a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's a, an alarm fault on this zone. I have to. I would have to call the alarm company and tell them, like, no, 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 it's it's fine. I'm just doing this. So they've got smoke machines. This is a huge party. We're paused at 51:52, and behind the cheerleader on the right, like between the two cheerleaders on the right, you can see steel pipe, like scaffolding mm-hmm. almost. Like it's like wrestling scaffolding. Yeah. So like they must they that must have like an overhead light show or something like that. Yeah. There is so much going on here. They've got all these green lights. They've got a stage set up. Yep. On top of which, they have very scantily clad um, students. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, our our high school didn't have dress code. Like, we didn't have a, a uniform policy. We had a dress code. Like, you know, nothing shorter than fingertip length shorts. Right. You know, you couldn't you couldn't wear spaghetti straps, stuff like that. And we were in a bad high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> our, our high school had the highest pre-graduation pregnancy rate yep. in the state for a while. And it's it's also a haven. Like, it's a heroin haven now. Lots I mean, of we've, drugs. We've been out of school for over a decade and, yeah, like, heroin is just very, very prevalent in that school now. Um, we don't live in the hood or anything like yeah. that. We live in the communities. We live in the Poconos. We had bomb scares. Yep, we had bomb we had scares and shooting scares. And we had drug-sniffing dogs come into the school. Yep, SWAT teams. The whole deal. So, with that school being as eh, lenient mm-hmm. as they were with our dress code, I know for f- 100% that the cheerleaders right there... Fuck no. They would have had to put on a school Mm t-shirt. They would have given them one from the football team that they sold at their their games and stuff like that. And 95% of the costumes you see on the girls here wouldn't be permitted. No way. And also... Go ahead. No, you want me to play? No, go, say what no, you were going to say. No, go ahead. I was going to say about the tiger. She's uh, coming that's up. That's what I was going to say. I was going like to mention the tiger. Paint. I was also going to mention that I don't know if I've noticed a teacher or an adult. No, I haven't, in no, no I haven't seen them. So, all right, we're going to play now. Uh, we're 51-52. Play now. So she's looking for her boyfriend. Yep. Who's missing. And, and who is he with? He's with the tiger girl. She's with a tiger who is in a corset. Yep. Body-painted tiger in a leather corset. Now, I don't blame the guy for kissing her. Jeez, <laughs> you know, like, man. Especially in high school, if that girl came on to me, yeah, buddy. You can see the tiger's legs are very bare. She's in a, she's in like a... a Skirt like a tattered like a skirt, loin cloth. yeah, very, very much <laughs> creepy cloth, creepy cloth all <laughs> over the place. Oh, so now he's drinking, yep. And then he says, Have some discretion as he puts the flask back in his skirt, half out still. <laughs> That's not being discreet. He's trying to justify making out with the tiger girl, he's trying to justify being drunk. Yep. He says, I'm just fucked up. So, what I don't get here, this is a ridiculous scene. So, he takes her iPhone, her droid, because it's 2018, everybody has those, and he throws it in the cheese. 
Now, the fucking Samsungs now, you could just put in water and then use them. Like, literally use them basically underwater, for Christ's sakes. And she lets her phone sit in the fondue pot. Why don't you just get it and then just wipe it off with a napkin? She's just like... And she just leaves it there. She says, fuck my $800 phone. If I was penis peanut butter dad, I would be fucking pissed because you goddamn... I'm the motherfucker that bought the goddamn phone. And I don't understand why he throws it in there anyway. Like, he was just caught cheating and drinking, both things against her will. Yep. And now he's like, all right, I'm going to throw your phone in the cheese. Yeah, just being an asshole. That's it. All right, now we're back to... We drive the knife with the blade facing our hand. Idiot. That'll cut right through the towel if it's sharp enough. Yep. She's not very good at doing dishes. Dave better pick a better spouse. Yeah. Granted, they're not going to be alive for much longer. No, so it doesn't matter. We got this guy who's the skinnier version of the fat kid. Yes. Who we just saw. Very, uh, very, very logical. Uh, that would be dumb shit that I would do with my wife. Like, this is Tate. And my wife would probably be like, hello, Tate, and kiss it or pat it on the head. Yeah. It's very, very normal, I think. It's for a couple. Yeah. You know, his eyes are hearts. Oh, I love it. His nose is a heart, too. Yep. He got a tattoo. Okay, so now they're making out yep. on the couch. This scene reminds me of the, uh, it's the, the Rob Zombie one where they're getting hot and heavy on the couch it's uh what's her name danielle harris yeah danielle harris getting hot and heavy on the couch with her boyfriend and myers is literally just standing behind the couch watching them just get busy with each other speaking of danielle harris yes i learned that when this movie was being made she was writing nasty letters to the people making it saying that there should not be anybody as Lori's daughter, other than Jamie. Then Well, sorry, but we rewrote the entire, you know. Right. Your Jamie bullshit exists in Dimension 1. Right. And this (laughs) is Dimension 2. In the bad sequels. (laughs) Yeah. Send Dave first. It's a great line. Send Dave first. I like that. Send Dave first. So he says he saw somebody in his closet. Yep. And I like it. It's it's a very genuine reaction from a kid. Like, he hides behind the fucking post, the stair post. Yep, and he asks if she can call his mom. Yep, can you call my mom? Like, it's very, very childish. It's, mm-hmm. it's real. Because, obviously, as a kid, the only people that can save you are your parents. Right. This is a really bothersome... I love this scene. scene here. When I saw this in the theater, I was like, oh, God. I was like, I was you not. Know, I didn't know if she was really talking to him yep, or not. That's what I thought. I thought it was real. Nothing's in here. God, I remember doing that with my stepdaughter. She'd, she'd say, there's something in her room, and I'd pick her up out of bed, and she was like three. I'd be like, where where, where is it? And she'd say, it's been... It's under the bed. So we'd lay on the floor, and I'd turn on the 
flashlight, and we'd look. Hiya, Chucky. <laughs> and nothing, and she's like, it's in the closet, and I'd open up the closet door, and we'd move the clothes around and pull everything out of the closet to make sure there's nothing in there. And right. I would tuck her in, and I'd say, so you don't have to worry about anything. And, and then I would tell her, you know what monsters look for under their bed when they go to sleep? And she'd say, what, Mike? And I'd say, me, because I'm the scariest thing in the world. So if I'm on your team, nothing can hurt you. <laughs> and, man, she never had fear of, of monsters after that. There like, you oh, go. I've got the scariest thing in the world, and he's my dad. It's true. <laughs> so he's messing around with somebody else's motorcycle. Somebody's motorcycle. You don't do that. Oh, look at me. I'm fucking James Dean. Right? He's James Dean in there. And he's like, oh, fuck, man. It stinks. I forgot. I'm in an enclosed garage with all this exhaust. Knock the fucking motorcycle over. Yep. And that's not how you pick up a bike. Yep. You actually have to get from the other side, and you have to use, like, you put your back up against it. Mm -hmm. You can pick it up that way. And I love this. Can you close the closet door? And it just doesn't shut. And the music stops. There's something in the way. What's and, in the way? Michael. <laughs> and there's no there's no weight. Yep. Pause it for one second. Sure, paused at 58.35. Michael's chasing this girl. It reminds me of a scene from The Monster Squad. Did oh, you ever see The I, Monster Squad? I've seen Squad? it. I think I've only seen it once or twice. I know what it's about. I, I know I saw it once. The little boy is having trouble sleeping, and he gets his parents out of bed. So the dad takes him back to his room to put him to bed. And he says, I forget exactly what he says to his dad, but he says, there's a monster in my closet. And the dad says, okay. And he's like, I'll get all the monsters out. So he comes into his room, and he goes, okay, all you monsters, get out of here. Get out of here. And, you know, pretending that there's monsters leaving. Yeah. And he goes, come on, all you under the bed, get out of there. And then he goes to the closet. He pulls the closet door open. And he, without looking in the closet, he goes, okay, come on, get out. And the camera looking at the closet, there's a mummy in the closet. Like a real mummy <laughs> standing right. there. But the dad doesn't see. And the kid is terrified looking out from under the covers. Seeing the mummy. And the dad slams the door shut on the mummy. And then he goes, see, there's nothing here. <laughs> And that, I love that, the closet scene. It reminds me of that Monster Squad scene. Which, the Monster Squad is, I don't want to say it's a great movie. It's a good movie. But it's... It is. I loved it when I was a kid. I, I saw it for the first time. I was probably 25 years and old. I, I love it now, old. too. It's it's not an award-winning movie, but it's but a it's, really fun movie. It's, it's good. It's definitely it is worth watching. 110%, like, if you have, even if you don't have kids, it's a great movie to watch. I definitely feel like it is an amazing movie to watch with kids. Um, if you have a child, it's not... It's not some brutal horror movie. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's it's a group of kids that are trying to stop the silver screen monsters. It's, right, from taking over their town. Now, it, people do die in it. Correct, people yeah. People get killed in it. The, the Wolfman mauls people and... But... Yeah, it's got these it's got these scary movie elements, but it's it's definitely a good movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's a great movie to watch with kids. Yep. All right, so we're at fifty eight thirty five, and we're playing now. And she's reaching, and Myers grabs her, and she grabs the post and just screams. And this jackass is still in the garage. 
she just says, she just says, run, run, Julian, run. Yeah. And it's it's great. <laughs> if you go up there, you're going to get killed, Dave. Yeah, and he's right. And what I love, is, like, Dave is such a, he's like your stoner character. And he says, that's it. He's like, that's my girl. And... And with something that is so, something is very terrifying upstairs. Dave doesn't know what it is. And his very first instinct is I have to save my girlfriend, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. Part three. Yeah, there we have the silver shamrock masks yep. from Season of the Witch. Yep. Great movie. Oh, it's awesome. And any of you fucks out there that say otherwise, shut up and go fucking watch it again. Halloween is it 3 a, is phenomenal. It's a bad Halloween series movie. Right. It is a great movie. Yep. If it was just called Season of the Witch, it would have been great. Mm-hmm. What cursed that movie was calling it Halloween 3. Yep. And I would watch that movie before I watched the majority of the Michael Myers sequels. Yeah. I could see that. I think I would probably watch the Myers ones just because it's Myers and it's a... I turn oh, of course, my, I turn, I'd watch them. I turn my brain off and I'd rather see Myers mindlessly killing people every, and I don't try year, to string the stories along. Every year when I watch the Halloween movies, I watch the original Halloween. Oh, you have to. And the second one. Okay. And then I watch Season of the Witch. Okay, one, two, and three. Yep. I'm an original and... As much as people could fucking shit on me and send me death threats, give me the zombies. Oh, yeah? I like zombies. I'm a zombie fan. I, I like the, the zombie movies. We'll, we'll have to get into the oh, zombie Oh, we will. Ones. We will. We'll get there. We'll get there. I but don't anyway, wanna... so, what house is he? He's in the house that Myers was just in? He's a, Yeah, at, I think he's at Vicky's. And how did he know to go there? Um, did somebody call him? The, Julian says, I'll get help. Okay. But that's it. Now, Lori knows to go there, too. Doesn't she? Does she have a... I think she's got a police scanner in her yeah. car. Truck. Get inside as I wave a gun around in your children's I'm face. I'm waving guns at the children. This cop, once again, moving in on his own. Yep. Bloody handprint He's a on regular the cowboy. Oh, yeah. Clint Eastwood, motherfucker. Yep. Man, if he, if he just squinted his eyes and gritted his teeth and a little bit. some hair. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> All right, and so um, he comes in, and we've got this reference to the original Halloween. Yep. Because now... The whole Bob and Linda. We have Bob sitting on the chair, yes. minus his glasses. And, and someone threw the pumpkin in the fish tank. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't really understand that. No, I don't either. Because it's Myers. Yeah, I don't... There's no logic to why he would throw the pumpkin in the fish yeah. tank. But it's that Myers I like to play. I want to... I wanna, I want to make you fucking... Which fail. explains this. Correct. Sheet. Yep. What I don't understand is how the sheet only has bloody eyes on it, yet she is completely soaked in blood. Right. Myers oh. is just a couple rooms over looking through a mirror. Out the window. Out the window. I like how the police officer is not startled by, by the a gunshot, gunshot and then glass breaking into in the, the house. Yeah. But he's startled by somebody walking past the door. Yep. He doesn't hold that gun real well for nope. a cop. My <laughs> God, you do not hold a semi-auto pistol by the hammer. No, it's, what is it? 
handle trigger and then yeah, underneath. A cop, a cop would know the proper grip. He wouldn't be holding the gun like this. It's not a single action revolver. <laughs> <laughs> She's holding her gun better than the cop is. Why would you sneak up on a lady with a reputation for being insane who's holding a gun? Right. <laughs> Especially get that close to where she, like, honestly, like, if I saw her, I probably would have, like, stepped back behind the building and be like, Lori, it's Frank. Where? I'm over here. Yeah. People have a very bad, hard time. Like, Dr. Satain, whatever, he, like, don't shoot! And he, like, jumps up. Right. So now everybody's pulling up. Um, you've got your mayor. You've got Dr. Satan. Now this is a big... Pause it for one second. Yeah, sure. We're pausing at one um, hour, three seconds, yeah, three minutes, three five seconds. seven. But uh, I was going to say two things. One, Lori's using a different revolver now. The revolver she was just using is a little bit more modern than okay. the cowboy revolver she had earlier. Right. But Her typical uh, six-shooter. Yeah. This is kind of a big turning point in the movie for me. Okay. I really like the movie up to this point. Oh. I, I do. I okay. like it after this point, too. Oh, all right. Well, that's. I but thought you were going to say that you didn't like no, it No, I don't like it as much after this point. Okay. Because up till now, not everybody knows that Myers is out there. Right. It, it, he's just kind of walking around un, unnoticed. Unnoticed. And it's allowing him to kill a lot of people. So he's just kind of hanging out and nobody knows. But now, at this point, the doctor's here. The entire police force shows up. The entire town. Is, the whole town. <laughs> I mean, the whole, at least a couple streets are here. Right. Everybody knows what's going on. And it to me, it kind of ruins the atmosphere after this point. And this is really when things start kind of falling apart. So do you think me, that that here it you kind of lose you lose that suspense a little bit? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. It's it, I look at it. I think it doesn't. This is just me. I'm not saying you're wrong. Obviously, I don't feel that it loses suspense. I feel that it changes suspense. It 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 pushes the suspense off on somebody else. While we're watching the movie. Up until this point, as Mike is saying, the suspense is all on us because obviously we know mm -hmm. we're, we're the audience. So we know that the man that the children just bumped into is a murdering psychopath. Mm -hmm. We know what's going to happen when he walks into the house with the hammer. We know all that and everybody else is so unsuspecting. And we know when the, when the closet doesn't close, we know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I feel that after this, the suspense changes, and instead of us knowing what's going to happen and us being in suspense, the town is now gripped with suspense, mm -hmm. and we're watching what happens when people fear for their life. That's true. That, you know, yeah, you're right. Um, and I, that there are scenes where the daughter is coming home from the dance, and the streets are empty. Mm -hmm. There's just wind blowing. It's dark. And that goes, that goes back lights. to uh, Halloween 4. 
Okay. When the town finds out, and they yes. kind of took this right from that. The town finds out that Michael Myers is once again on the loose, and all the parents are driving around, pulling in all the trick-or-treaters, yep. and then you're just left with Jamie and Rachel. That's it. And the streets, and it's completely empty. Of course, at that point, Haddonfield has like transformed into this weird kind of like trailer park slash derelict house. Yeah. Sort of environment with all these hicks running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little trashy. It's a little white trashy. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not your uh, your white picket fence neighborhood of 1978. Right. But so. with this scene, it's almost like a sigh of relief for the audience. Because yes. up to this point, everybody's kind of on their own Yep. against Michael Myers. But now the whole town knows, the whole police force knows, everybody's on it. Yep. And the audience is like, okay. Now, yeah, the audience gets to breathe because now everybody else knows. So it's and not just on us. Maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Like, because it takes the suspense off you and you like that. I like the suspense. That uneasy feeling as to like, oh God, is he going to get them? Is he going to get them? And it almost starts again with Halloween 4. Once they know Myers is on the loose, it almost turns into less of a horror movie and more of like an action flick. Yeah. Because now everybody's running around with guns, with guns and, and, and they're shooting everywhere and the film ends with a big shootout scene with the state police yep. and the sheriff with his spaz 12 gauge. <laughs> but that, that it almost feels like that for me here. You get these, the sheriff drive around in the truck, you know, yep. I'm not going to say too much of what's going to happen. Correct, but yeah, yeah. Everybody starts arming themselves, Lori gets into the big gun cabinet and there's all shooting and... No, I understand. I, I see exactly what you're saying. It makes sense that it, it it does. It shifts the movie from a little bit more reactive, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah. and but but anyway. All right, you ready? That's all I was gonna say. Okay, yeah, we're at one o three fifty seven, and we're hitting play now. So we've got the crazy doctor, which I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the whole doctor thing because like it almost seemed like it was just we have to recycle Pleasance. And that, that line he just said I didn't like when the detective or whoever said Sit right here. Sit right here, don't move. And the doctor said, Well, I was sitting here not moving, but okay. Like <laughs> why the hell are you giving him an attitude? Like he's he, they're finally listening to you. Right. About Myers. But in the same breath, I kind of get that. He's like, sit right here. Like, I, that's... It almost seems to me that that's, that's a cop throwing around authority. You sit down. You sit down and shut up. Like, I, I was. But the doctor, I'm literally, the I'm already fucking here. The hasn't been very sassy up to this point. Right. So the line just seems kind of out of place. But maybe that's why, because... I haven't been sassy. I haven't given you any reason to treat me indifferently. So why are you treating me indifferently? Now you're going to give me an attitude, so I'll give it right back. At the same time, if I were the cop, I might see this guy as a little bit of a nuisance. Yeah. You're on the bus when you're not supposed to be. You got yourself shot when you shouldn't have gotten yourself shot. So now we have to drag you around. We're giving you medical attention that you shouldn't have needed. You're in the way when you shouldn't be in the way. That makes sense. I understand that. Then then the cop's attitude is warranted. Like, sit down and don't move. Well, I was. Like, yeah, well, I, that's what you should have been doing the whole fucking time, man. But here, See, here, this have... is, you've just got the flashing light. The ghosts are there. There's a little bit of wind blowing the 
Toilet paper, but not the ghosts. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. (laughs) But but the streets are completely empty. And I think it it gives that suspense that everyone knows except them. You're all alone in a world that doesn't want to open their doors because God knows what's out there. It is literally you against the darkness. Yep. And you've got the fat kid hitting on yep. the pretty I love girl. The, the, the cop the car, cop car drives by. It's great. I do kind of find it shitty on the cops thing that, like, I feel as you dro- drive past, you should be flashlighting. Like, make sure, like, yep. nobody's down the, you know. We have the uh, the monologue by the doctor right now. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so it's it's a philosophical breakdown of what's going on inside Meyer's head and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. The doctor's overly obsessed about it. How does a crime like Michael's affect him? Right. This is what fans have always discussed about Michael. Right. My my problem is, though, is, like, I, I've researched a lot of serial killers, and I've listened to interviews with serial killers, and they're so happy to talk about what they did. Like, once it comes out that you did it and there's no more denial, they're like, yeah... So my first victim, I tied them up and I slowly mutilated their genitals. Uh, I always wanted to see what testicles looked like, so I removed his scrotum so I could cut it open. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at that point that he lost consciousness, so I waited for him to regain consciousness. Um, and that's when I started to bite off his nipples. Like, they have no problem going into these horrid grave details. Right. Uh, there's there's so many serial killers that have diaries of what they do and why they did it and how it made them feel. So it seems so preposterous that this Michael Myers character doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, her name's Allison. Allison. <laughs> now, I... Pause it for one okay. second. Pause. 108.09. My problem... Here, so the cops are now accompanying Lori to her family's home to help her evacuate her family. And it it just seems kind of weird, like, that you're evacuating this one family. Now, this is taking into account that Halloween's two, four, five, six, seven, eight haven't Right, happened. this is just Halloween one. So there's no... One thing happened... Now it's 40 years later. Right. There's no inclination that Michael Myers is out to kill the entire... Family. Family. He's not related to Lori. And that was always the drive on the other Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. He wanted to kill Lori because she was related to him. Once she was gone, now he wants to kill her daughter because she's related to him. And he wants to kill her daughter's baby in Halloween 6. Yes, and we get into the whole Curse of Thorn. Oh, we will we'll get there. <laughs> we were actually talking the other night, uh, last night, we are going to do a, uh, we want to do a double feature of, uh, what Halloween is it? Halloween 6, the theatrical version, and Halloween 6, the producer's cut, which are actually two very, very different movies. <laughs> so we're, we're going to, we're going to have that for you guys. Yeah. And, you know, we're not, we're not going to go, we're not going to be linear. We're going to jump through whatever movie we feel like watching at mm-hmm. that moment. Oh, yeah. Um, because, I don't know, I, I've listened to podcasts where they're doing the stretch of Friday the 13th, which is tremendous because, God, I could listen to that shit forever because I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. Mm-hmm. But then they'll get to a stretch of Nightmare on Elm Street and 
well, after after Dream Warriors, I'm I'm kind of tagging out. I can't really handle much, you know. And then yeah, I gotta yeah. I gotta wait how many episodes that they're gonna do on those until they get into something else. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we don't want to be a series thing. We just right. want to jump around. And if you want to listen to the series, you, you just search it by file name and you'll yeah. find it. So but, we're, uh, we're gonna jump around for you. But go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, he's he's not after her family because she's not his family and up to this point in the movie he's not shown any interest in Lori he's just been kind of going door to door killing random people random killing and none of the people that he's killed have anything to do with Lori right he's shown no interest in seeking her out yep. they just happened to they didn't even happen to run into each other she found him killing people right in a random yeah, house yeah because of uh because of a police scanner right and i find it strange that the police are going to use manpower to help her evacuate her family. Yeah. What, what, why? why you just if if you're going to evacuate people, you should start evacuating the whole town. Why are you focusing on this on the Strodes group of individuals? He hasn't yeah. shown any interest in them aside from encountering Lori 40 years ago. He has literally shown less interest in any of them than anybody else. He's already murdered two people on a certain street, literally neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then podcasters, yep. he murdered two mechanics. So if anything, you start picking up leads, like, I mean, he's going back. He's going back to Haddonfield. Like, okay, we know this for a fact. He's, he's after Lori. Why? 40 years and he's, he's after Lori. I could understand if you're like, we don't need to evacuate your family. We're going to station an officer outside your house. Mm-hmm. That's it. Keep your doors, keep the doors and windows locked and we're going to have an officer outside. That yeah, way, if there's any, that's it. We know that you may be of interest to this person because of the the history. It, yeah, because of the interaction 40 years ago. So we're not going to take any chances, but we're not going to use valuable manpower that we could be using to search, to for, search him. for him to evacuate your family, family. to feed into Lori's crazed delusions <laughs> that Michael Myers is after her for after 40 years. Granted, that's what's happening. But now, but if we're not looking at it in a movie aspect and we're literally looking at it as in real life, if if, if this is what's happening, I, I just don't see cops like, yeah, crazy fucking Laurie Strode said that we should all get to her house. That's a good idea. Now, it, <laughs> let's keep watching because it can be argued whether or not he even cares about her at all Okay, in this movie. Myers, you're saying. Right. Myers to Laurie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at the end, we find out that it does. But regardless, so we're going to hit play. It's 108.09. Play. The police are making us go to your grandmother's house. And then Lori and then Lori takes the phone, and she's like, there's a policeman that's going to take you to my house. Like, yes. She just said that. You don't have to then get on the phone and say it again. Yeah. But you're talking to the cheese, lady. You're talking to the cheese. <laughs> Fatty's going to make his move. Yeah, with his eyeliner and his devil horns. Oh, rejected. <laughs> you're single. That means I get to kiss you. Yeah.
I do really like this scene. So do I. Um, with just with the lights, it's great. <sighs> All chubbed out. And you can oh, see Myers. Just in the, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't like the 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 backpedaling that he does. It just, I don't. To me, doesn't seem very honest. But he's drunk, so yeah. Mister Elrod. Good old Mister Elrod. Mister Elrod, you got it. The Elrod. Let's pause this. So you now, can do it real when quick. When I first watched this 109.54. 109.54. When I first saw this one and I heard that name, my mind made the connection with the old man who watches Lori through the window in the original. But that's not where the name is used. Okay. The Elrods are the old couple at the beginning of Halloween 2, where he is in his chair sleeping watching Night of the Living Dead. And she is in the kitchen making him a ham sandwich. Okay. Myers comes in, doesn't hurt them at all, just takes the kitchen knife off of the counter. That's right. And then she comes back in. She sees the blood and on there's the counter. Bl- and she, yeah, and she's the knife like, is gone. And she screams. Yep. And the girl next door comes out and says, <coughs> Mr. Elrod? Mrs. Elrod? And the girl gets back on the phone with her friend and says, A scream came from the Elrods. And then she says... Well, she's always picking on him. He probably got fed up and decided to start beating her. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are. We finally get to meet Mr. Elrod. (laughs) Play at uh, 109.50. We're at 7, 8, 9. We're in the Elrod's yard. So Myers is still by the tree. Very creepy looking. Yes, just so silhouette and statuesque. And the, the lights, lights go out. out in Georgia. <laughs> and back on. And he's gone. And he's gone. Now, what I always like to think of in this scene is how fast Myers is running. <laughs> on Just, leaves? Yes. Without being heard. Without being heard. So he, like, books it to the other side of the yard. Ugh. And it's very unnerving. Yep. Very unnerving. And then the lights go out. I would run. Yep. I would not be standing there. And then they come on. Yeah. And just instantly, the lights come on and he swings. And the soundtrack, God damn it, John Carpenter, I love you, you beautiful bastard. Yeah. Oh, there is nothing better to me than than an 80s synth horror sound like this. Yeah. It's so eerie. Uh, I'm gonna plug another album, and it's uh, oof. it's called Necrophase by Wednesday Thirteen. So if you're you're into this, oh god, just listen to that album. It's it's great. I'm not getting paid by him. I wish, <laughs> bastard. Wednesday, so Wednesday if you hear if you hear it, Oscar. Wednesday, pay me, <laughs> pay me, Oscar. Oh, 
Oscar's dead. So Myers, he's impaled on the fence, correct? His chin, yeah. So Myers stabbed him and then threw him back up there? See, I took it that he was climbing and he, Myers stabbed him and basically like he he lost function of his hand. Like, oh God. And he fell and impaled himself through the jaw. That's how I always took it. And this guitar swell with this, this synth here. Yeah. That right there. Boing. It's great. I love it. And this is what I was saying about the suspense shifting. That here you have these empty streets. Yeah. She's left all alone. Yeah, nobody alone. Nobody wants to, you know, like, finally somebody answers the door. But there's that that fear that, like, nope, not doing it. And to me, it reminds me of part one, where Lori's pounding on the door and they turn the light off and close the blind. Because, like, whatever. It's just punk kids. It's Halloween. It's punk kids, and they're just trying to be stupid. Yeah. Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> or not Police Academy. Uh, naked Gun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, so now she's saved. Dr. Satan shows up. Satan. Satan. Stay in the car, doctor. He doesn't listen. Yep. Oh, oh, okay. I'm a doctor. Lock your doors. Really? Does that make you... Just to let everybody know, my buddy Mike here is a fucking doctor. He just got his fucking doctorate, what, a couple weeks ago? Yep. October 3rd. So, as of October 3rd, if he shows up and he says... I tell you to lock your doors. You better lock your doors. You better do it, because I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Because having your PhD... It gives you the authority to, to tell do people that. when to lock their doors. Naturally. All right, so we're back at Lori's house. So welding mask mounted on the wall. Of course. My, this childhood. Is my childhood. And this. She's this like, is let's about go. The time where He's like, oh, peanut butter. <laughs> any movie I've ever seen that actress in, she's playing just kind of like a ditzy. Yes, bitch. she's an idiot. Yeah. And yep. she does it really well playing a survivalist yep. lady. And now she's recounting her youth. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. That actress does not work in all that right. role. We're gonna put we're gonna hit pause here shortly, alright? So you gotta stick with me. And pause. Getting out the gun. One fourteen eighteen. So this is like this is Mike's wheelhouse. Um So this is this is Lori's choice of weaponry. <laughs> Um, for fighting Michael Myers. So let's, Who she's uh, been preparing for for 40 fucking years. 40 years. And we basically, what we're looking at here is basically um, your gun selection behind the Walmart sporting goods counter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't really see the handguns. We'll get to them though, right? To the right. Yeah, you can see uh, an automatic pistol with a pair of brass knuckles. Hanging above it in the gun case. Um, and then next to that is a revolver of some kind. All right, so you want to hit pause? Let's, let's look hit at the, the rifles that she has. So starting from the right, we've got a camouflaged shotgun, pump-action shotgun, which is probably a Mossberg of some kind. And then we've got her lever-action rifle. We've got a sawn-off pistol-grip shotgun, pump-action, which is probably a Mossberg. Then we have another pump-action Mossberg shotgun. 
And the one next to that looks like a bolt-action hunting rifle. Yeah, with the scope on it. Yeah. Yep. And then the one next to that has an engraving on it. That's Karen Strode. Of a lightning bolt. Yep. And KS, KS. is Karen Strode. Yep, which so that would have been her rifle as a the kid. the door. Yep. We've got another hunting <coughs> rifle next to that. It's kind of tough to see what it is with the, the strap. strap on it. And then next to that, it looks like a double-barreled uh, coach gun, like a double-barreled shotgun. And then there's something even further to the left, but it's really hard to see what it is from this angle. All right. I'm going to let you do the a, pause. I'll let you do the pause play since... It's not a great selection. What are you hitting here? It's just space bar. Play? Yeah, not a great selection. You could pick up any one of those at Walmart. So we're 114.18 and we're playing. Pick your poison. 30, 38 special? <laughs> 38 revolver. Yep. <laughs> and she's right. She's right. They don't jam. Right. Um, She's got a crossbow, too. There's a crossbow in there. Lori's going to grab the short shotgun there. Honestly, if I were preparing for this, I'd get some semi-automatic shotguns. Right. That I don't have to pump after each shot. Now, granted, they do jam easier, but... And he's telling the little girl to keep her eyes open, the teenager. Allison, keep your eyes open. <laughs> he's out here somewhere. <coughs> there he is. I guess it's to spot him, maybe. And she spots him. Now the policeman's... We're not going to arrest him. We're going to mow him down. Yep. So now full force with a, with a fucking SUV. He's driving a Ford Explorer. Yep. Oh no! Oh it's no! A it's Chevy. a Chevy Trailblazer or something. Something, yeah. But uh, it's a it's a full size SUV. It's a big SUV. Yep. Police SUV. This cop needs some sensitivity training. And here comes the pen. How the fuck does that come out? All right, so we're gonna pause here because there's a little bit going on. So pause at uh, let's go one fifteen fifty three. So we. We plow another human being down with our car <laughs> as a police officer. Now, I understand, like, you know, uh, what he did 40 years ago. And what and you saw him do in the house a little while correct. ago as the and, cop. And it's just, no, this, this time it's going to be over. So I understand that. But as a man of the law... You are a fucking man of the law. You are sworn to uphold the Constitution. You are... you. That's, that's your fucking job. Mm -hmm. To serve and protect. So, we have now taken... We have now let, let our emotions take control of our actions. Mm -hmm. And instead of acting according to what we're supposed to be doing, since Myers hasn't threatened the police officer's life or anything like that... Mm -hmm. Um, we just throw the handbook out the window. So anybody that is willing to say, well, dot, 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 you're wrong. Because at the end of the day, he is still a police officer, mm -hmm. and he still has certain things that he has to uphold. Yeah. Whether or not we think that those are right, and people are like, man, child molesters should be burned at the stake. 
I totally agree with that, but that's not how our judicial system works. That's not how we do things here. Correct. We don't cut off people's left hands for stealing a loaf of bread, and we don't stone people to death because they cheated on their wife. That's not how things are done in America. Um, So the cop... I mean, at least... I think the cop is way out of line by running down another human being. Yell at him to surrender. Drive up and get out and say... Like, you're a police officer, and this is what I say all the time when cops are like, well, I fe- uh, my life was in danger, blah, 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 blah. What am I supposed to do? I have a family to go home to. You're very, very correct. Mm-hmm. You also have a taser. Right. And not one that you need to stand a foot away from them. You have a taser that launches metal spikes mm-hmm. into the assailant. Yeah. So when you get out of the car, you say, Michael, if it's you... I advise you, you know, whoever you are, you don't have to address him as Michael. Maybe it's somebody else in a Halloween mask. We don't know. Which right. this scene reminds me of uh, Ben Tra- Ben Tramer. Yeah, in Ben Tramer part in part two, where yep. the cop car fucking destroys him. Yeah. So you get out of the car and you say, put your hands in the air. Now put them behind your head and slowly, you know, drop your weapon. Walk backwards toward me, so on and so forth. If they don't listen, you tell them again. Sir, if you don't listen to me, I am going to tase you, mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt very, very badly. Yep. I will give you one more chance. Put your hands behind your head, yada, yada, yada. If he doesn't, tase him. Drop him to the floor. He's down. Like He's down. If he gets back up, you say, I'm going to tase you again. Mm-hmm. Stay down. You have the means to use non-lethal force. You yep. don't need to run someone over with your with fucking car. car. He hits him with the car. Then to get out. And say, I'm, he's dead. I'm still going to blow this motherfucker's brains out. <laughs> you are now being so overly emotional with your actions and you didn't, you don't deserve to have the fucking badge. Mm-hmm. Right. At this point, the doctor pulls out his fucking spine pen. Now, we've got the cop who's breaking it, breaking down. <laughs> Yes, the cop is cracked. Go ahead, Mike. I'll let you cut. Cut. I said my piece about the fucking cop. Not only has the cop lost it, but now the doctor has his concealed weapon, and he's going to murder the police officer. So now, at this point, Myers has become the least threatening character (laughs) in the entire scene. The most threatening people in the movie are now the people that are supposed to be saving lives. Myers was just walking down the street. So we have the homicidal cop and the homicidal doctor who are now fighting each other instead of Myers. (laughs) It sounds like a Godzilla movie. Exactly. So the cop, or sorry, the doctor, pulls out his fucking spinal cord harpoon pen. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> All right. So what I what I don't get is number one, are there two different buttons on the pen? One to bring out the ink. One to bring out the pen when you just need to write down a prescription for somebody. <laughs> one to bring out the harpoon <laughs> when, when you're out on the whaling boat with Captain you need Ahab. To stab somebody. So there's that. Does it trigger? I'm assuming it triggers on a different button. Number Unless two. It's two different pens. Maybe. I never thought of that. He's got a whole fucking arsenal of pens. Okay, so let's say it's two different pens. Let's say it's two different pens. 
So that takes out the whole ink thing. And then my other thing was size. Like, well, how do you fit the harpoon in there and your ink? I don't get it. And then the springs. It would be like those really large pens with that we had. With all the different colors. With all the different colors. And they'd get jammed when you tried to put all five colors down you at once. You force them all down and then it fucking breaks. <laughs> and you can't use it anymore. <laughs> oh, I know that all you motherfuckers out there had those pens. So anyway... So you got that fucking, so he's got his harpoon pen. So he pulls that out. So he knows that it's his harpoon pen. Like, ah, this is the harpoon. And he clicks it and the harpoon comes out. But the pen is no bigger than an ordinary pen. Yet the little harpoon hook piece at the end seems to be a larger width than the the body of the pen. How does he get it in there? Correct. (laughs) How does he get it out of there? Is there a special slit? That's in the side Maybe of this the pen. pen. Slid up the side. The other thing that I think is like, what do you have this for? Why do you have this item? I mean, I could see like, did you? You're working in a mental hospital with all these somewhat dangerous people, but yeah. why would you have that? And who made it for you? Why not just carry a knife or mace? Yeah, that's that's what I would think. Like mace. So I'm assuming that like. He hasn't had this pen forever, but, like, he must have had this plan to get Michael out at some time. So it was like, all right, I'm going to bring this just for protection. But at that point, why wouldn't you just bring a switchblade? Mm-hmm. Or, something with a bigger... Or something, if you want something easily disguisable like a pen, how about a pen that when you click the button, a normal blade comes out of it? Mm-hmm. Like an ice pick? Yeah. You know, because he's not slashing and, like, he's not cutting through things. He stabs a guy in the neck. Right. You could easily do that with an ice pick and do the same damage that you're doing. More or less. The so, pen thing is is one of the more ridiculous it aspects of this It is absolutely absurd. And meanwhile, the daughter is in the car. She doesn't know what the hell's going on Allison, at this point. We have her name now. Allison, Allison. is in the car. And... She doesn't know what's going on. Her friend was just killed by Michael Myers. Her police escort was just killed by the doctor. Well, before that, her friend's killed by Michael Myers. So she runs frantically to the house. Then the cop and the doctor are like, you're safe. We'll take care of you. (laughs) She's like, okay. She gets in the car like, keep your eye out for Michael. And she's like, okay. And they're like, there he is. And the cop's like, let's get him. (laughs) So the cop floors it. Allison's in the backseat like, oh, fuck me. We hit another human being with a car. It's like, oh, God. Then they both get out. I'm going to fucking kill him. Stay away from my patient. And then stab in the neck. Gunshot goes off. Like, what what is happening? I just wanted to get my phone out of the fondue. <laughs> you guys are supposed to be taking me to my family. Well, little detour first. We're going to go after Michael Myers. <laughs> I know. I said we were going to go. I'm just, we're just one second. One second. I think I see something down here by the ball field. All right. All right. So we're going to. 1 And play. <coughs> now the, the doctor stabs at least once. It looked to be twice. Stabbed the police officer, Frank. And of course, she's stuck in the car. <laughs> Frank is twitching. The doctor's orgasming. The doctor's having an orgasm. 
Because he oh. sees what it feels like to kill somebody. Yes, the whole movie has just... How did you put the, how do you put the harpoon away? How does that unclick? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going back to the pen. <laughs> That's what I take away from this movie the whole fucking time is that crazy pen. Things have gone off the rails at this point in the yep. movie. Oh, yeah. Completely And not just you know, for the characters in the movie. I mean for the making of the movie itself. Yeah. We're going to molest Michael Myers. We're, we're going to pick Michael's nose. nose. <laughs> Can't get out of the car. No. Stop trying. It's a cop car. Worst scene ever. The doctor's got the mask. The doctor mask. has Myers' mask on. So we take the mask off Michael. We put the mask on myself. And somehow the doctor with one arm is Picks going up to, both of his legs. Is going to load <laughs> by both legs this very large human being into the car. Yep. What did he say? Make room for my patient. <laughs> as he grunts. He's an elderly man. He's going to be, what, 70? He's older than Michael. With one arm. Loading this large man into the car. Have you ever tried to get dead weight that weighs more than you into a vehicle? Have you ever tried to get dead weight that weighs half of you up, like, ever? Two arms. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. I've carried shingles up onto a roof. (laughs) So now do that with one arm. One arm and a much heavier load. So now there's there's the harpoon. That's not going back in there. No! I don't There's know no how the slit fuck he down the side. It out in the first place. Michael's now sitting upright, even though he was like dumped into the car. The doctor's rambling about something, and we just run over. Run, the we're gonna run the cop over. Oh. <sighs> All right, so we've got the cops waiting outside Lori's house. Lori has mannequin torsos at the end of the driveway. Right. Yeah. For what reason I don't know. It's that's normal, right? I mean, mailbox, yeah, torsos with gunshots. Tor- yeah, I guess it's it's like a Vlad the Impaler thing. You put the to you put the heads of your enemies invaders. outside the the you know city gates, so you know like hey, don't fuck around here, man. We've got the sandwich connoisseurs out yes. here. And and I like this. And I've listened to a podcast where like I fucking hate this banter. I really like this. And this is great, right here. Fresh brownie. I made that chocolatey homemade brownie myself. <laughs> That's what a five-year-old would make. I try to imagine, though, if you and I were the police officers in that case, sitting in the police car, all these people had just been murdered this night, and we knew I there probably was a chance that told- Myers was going to show up where we were, I don't know that I'd be discussing Food. food. Yeah. I'd be like, dude. I'd probably be, be like, all right, let's come up with a plan in yeah. case this guy shows up outside. Well, maybe they had that already. Maybe they have the plan already. But I don't it's know. Possible. I guess, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. Like, but they are very I, calm. Yeah. Maybe they're good cops. They're cops. To... Yes. Yeah, they're not Frank. <laughs> you know, so, like, we're just on a stake here. Like, just, we're just watching. So now, she tells him that Michael spoke. Which, now, which he didn't. No, she's just trying to get him to Yeah. Now the mask is somehow already on. 
My turn. Okay. Okay, go ahead. We're, we're not going to pause. Do you want to pause? No. Okay. The, the argument going on is whether or not Michael is obsessed with killing Lori and her family. Yes. Lori wakes up, or Michael wakes up, and Lori's daughter is sitting next to him in the car. Yep. Instead of attacking her, he attacks the doctor. Right. So that kind of goes against the idea that he has something against Lori and her family. Which, but in the same, I mean, he doesn't know it's her family. He doesn't know, right. Yeah. But So there's no driving force that he would be after them. No, he doesn't seem to be after Lori at all. He Not probably really. would have never even showed up here at Lori's house if he the was doctor just... hadn't driven him out here. Yeah. That Yikes. is the strongest stomp ever. That is a ever. strong stomp. If anybody's ever seen American History X, that stomp that Edward Norton does, that's a lot more logistic, like or logical, rather. Like, oh, realistic. Yeah. There you go. Fuck me. Jesus. I mean, it's a skull, not it's, a melon. Yeah. It's like he stepped on a, like, yeah, like a cantaloupe, like a cantaloupe. full of grape jelly. Yeah. <laughs> Squish. And it's not like he jumped or anything. He, no. He didn't even lift his leg up all the way. No, just a regular stomp as you would crush a beer can. <clears throat> all right, the cops are out approaching the vehicle. They find the dead doctor. Yep. Myers somehow on the other side of the police cars. He does that. Yep. There's a regular uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yes. Now, Lori's uh, barricading the house. Yeah. Now, there's nothing over that window there. Oh, the, yes, there is. I'm there's sorry. There's like a, a grating or there's something. There's a screen. Yeah. Yep. Metal screen. My mistake. See, I'm fair with the movie. I'm not, I'm not here just to, just to rip apart. Well, you're safer. I didn't say you're safe. Yeah. You're just safer. The dollhouse, which looks like the Myers house. Yes. So Lori wants Michael to come in. Yep, there's the Myers house. Again, the music, it's great. Like the way that it starts, just the piano. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice and And simple. And it's, it's Lori consoling Karen. And then when it cuts to... Uh, Allison running through the woods, you get that doom. Yep. That that impending doom. Dad's playing with the yo-yo. He's Little, really got no concern. Cat's, cat's cradle. Dad doesn't care because the cops are here. You don't need guns. We've got police. Myers has now driven up. He's got... I, he's, I, sorry, spoiler. Myers drove the fucking car there. Picks because, up the gun for some reason. I don't understand why the dad... I mean, he he goes out of the house, then decides to go closer to the car when, like, you should just be staying inside. Yeah. Any word on Alice? I feel that if the cops had something to say, they'd probably get out of the vehicle and come to you. So this is... We're going to pause as soon as you see the face, all right? We're going to... And it's going to be a pause at... Give me one second. We're there's still waiting. Pen. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Face is one twenty four oh three. All right, so this this really fucking gets under my skin. Oh, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing. Let me just turn that down. 
Um, and it gets under his skin, too. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so there's the harpoon pen. In the yeah, previous let's start scene. at the top of the yeah the top of the diorama so, here and work our way so down. You've got, you've got a dead cop holding another dead cop's head. The, That's the the, the copper lantern. The dead cop sitting up has the harpoon knife jammed, jammed in his head into his head. So the the entire pen that pen just keeps coming back. That the pen, pen is, is so the sh- stupid and the pen is so fucking strong. Myers was able to force it. Th- through someone's skull. Penetrate a skull with it. And the mechanism, that the spring inside, didn't give way, that didn't snap, the housing of the pen didn't break and bend. The and pen the, is the full. The shaft of the harpoon is only like that. It's the thickness, it's of, the thickness of an of ink a, tube. Yeah. So he was able to jam it through, my, uh, through the police officer's fucking skull without bending it, breaking it, anything. That pen, fucking amazing. He also slit the cop's neck. Yes. So we don't know whether the cop died from being slit, his throat slit, or whether, or whether he was stabbed in the head. Maybe the doctor stabbed him I think it was probably a throat slit. No, the doctor couldn't have, because the cops, the living cops come up to the doctor. I know, but maybe the doctor, you know, after having put the mask on, got some of that immortality, so he oh, stabbed the cop. So he came back to life after his head was stomped. After his melon got crushed. After his grape melon was broken. After Myers stepped on his noodle. <laughs> <laughs> noodle stomping Mikey. Anyway. So anyway, so that's the first thing in the car. Then we get to this scene, and everybody loves it, and I thought it was so cool to see. Um... In the theaters, I was like, wow, that's really neat. But obviously, like myself, I I just overanalyze stuff. And I just like to do that. Um, I know everybody out there does this shit with their fucking friends. But something that, like, really went into it for me is I was a butcher for ten years. So I'm like, all right. So Michael Myers is not armed with a kitchen knife anymore. Because he got hit by the car, unless the doctor, unless the doctor threw the kitchen the knife. If the doctor gave him the kit, brought the kitchen knife in, and we didn't see it, that's fine. Let's say Myers has the fucking kitchen knife. Great, awesome, perfect. Myers cuts a man's head off with it. So, being a butcher, I'm like, all right, that is no easy f- feat to accomplish. Cutting through bone. Bone. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, Myers is really strong, so we fucking break the head, like break the neck, and just twist his fucking head around till the neck snaps. We cut through until we hit the easy part of the, the the separated neck, and we just break through that with the knife. Great, we've got the head away from the body, body's garbage. If he doesn't have the knife, he's doing this with the harpoon pen. Correct, but we're going to say he's doing it with the knife. Okay. Mind you, if he doesn't have the knife, he's doing it with the harpoon. Myers then removes the eyeballs removes the entire inner workings of the the skull itself. The skull is the head is still intact, so he didn't peel the face off. He, he hollows th- out this head. He like hollows out the a fucking skull. Jack-o-lantern. Correct. Which is what they're going for. Yes, and it's an awesome effect. He does not. He looking at this, he does not pull a leather face and he doesn't skin him. No, he doesn't skin the skull. You can still skull. see the teeth. Yes. So, like, the the skull is still intact. So he has now opened up the neck with the knife, the insides of the knife. He must the have neck. done all this through the bottom. Yeah. The 
So, like, the windpipe, the esophagus, everything, all of the meat surrounding and tendons surrounding the, the spine. Mm-hmm. So he gets, gets all that away. Then he gets to the base of the skull. Now, the base of a human skull is a bowl shape, and then your spine attaches to the back of it. Mm-hmm. Myers now proceeds to, I guess, whittle with his knife a hole in the base of the skull. Yeah. Then whittle all of that bone away. Now, Unless he did this through the mouth. But even, but then he would have to come... But even still, then he, he doesn't have enough downward force to get in. If you think about the logistics, next time you get a T-bone, take a knife. Take your mom's best kitchen knife. Take your wife's best kitchen knife. Take your husband's best kitchen knife. Take your... If, if somebody's got a great fucking knife that they swear by, take that fucking knife. Take a fucking machete and try to fucking cut through a bone. And if you can't do it, call Ronco. Get a sawzall, then do it. And you'll see the amount of force it takes to cut through fucking bone. Mm-hmm. Michael does this in the matter of uh, 10 minutes. Let's give him, even in movie frame, let's give him six hours. Let's give him six hours. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's dark when he started, still dark. We'll give him six. I call bullshit on it. It's an awesome fucking look. It looks creepy as fuck. It is very sinister looking. The fucking mouth is slit. The teeth are showing. It's just glowing from the flashlight. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. But realistically, it just doesn't happen. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, he spends hey. a lot of time on this. So, yeah, he just spends a lot of time on this. Um... So we're, let's see, we're at 124.03, and we're going to hit play now. Yeah, flashlight up through the bottom. And Myers comes up from behind, and wind chimes. Strangles him with the wind chimes. That's it. What is that called? Garroting? Yeah. Right? With the the wire? Yep. Excuse me there, folks. Sorry. So this is our uh, this is our big climax here. Um, Dad's dead with some wind chime chain. Yeah, totally po- possible. Lori sees Michael through the window. Close the door. We lock it. We put our fucking our our barricade on. Go, baby, go. Go, baby, go. That's it. Go, baby. <clears throat> so, Karen, again, the scene with the, the clicker. Oh, God, I'm like a fucking 90-year-old woman watching television. <laughs> ah, get me the clicker. Get the clicker. So, she uses the clicker and goes downstairs. And she hits the button. She seals it back up. And that's it. Now, we put our... Back to the door. I don't understand that. We put our back to the door with the glass windows in the the door. And this is what I had brought up earlier. She barricades everything except that. Um, I really like this, the the violence of Myers. I think something that gets me so much more is when he initially reaches through... You see her glasses kind of get mangled and, like, smash to her face and then fall. Yeah. And 
Mike, Mike here wears glasses, and I used to wear glasses until I had LASIK, and I know how horrifying that is. I know how infuriating it is to have your glasses touched, and when they fall off, it is, it's the worst. Yep. You know, you, you know you're at a disability. So she shoots off Meyer's fingers. Yep. And for some odd reason, she's holding the gun like, she, I don't know, Karen was holding the gun far too long yeah, at her mother. After seeing her mother. Yeah. Like, still aimed at her mom. Not yeah. like, oh, fuck, thank God. I'll right. And would lower it yeah, right like, away. So, Meyer's hand has been shot, his fingers have been shot off. Yep. That's it. We now wait. we're all in the basement. That's it. We wait in the dungeon. We hold hands. Kumbaya. Myers is in. Myers is coming in. And then you get the music and the silhouette, right? I believe they give you that other, yep, yep. the guitar. Missing fingers, dripping blood, and he's here. Yeah. And he doesn't even care. He's not favoring it or anything. Nope. nope. Now, dumb, I, I think that's, that's a, dumb a really movie. dumb idea. Yeah, dumb move. He on had board. no idea you were down there. Yeah, but now he's like, okay, so they're in the basement. And, and he knows there has to be a way to get in the basement. Yeah, there's got to be a basement door somewhere. If you're down there, you got there. Oh, now we're going to open the damn thing and let him in. Yep. After we shot through the floor. And now, I mean, if Myers is listening, I don't know where he is at this moment. Mm -hmm. I, he, I believe he's upstairs. Yeah. You know, we're led to believe that. So if you're listening, you hear like a... Like... Mechanical movement, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, so there's got to be some kind of a fucking, some mechanical, they're using something. Right. Because he's not an idiot. It looks like daylight outside. There's yeah, so much light. the light coming in. What doesn't make any sense is the light that is on outside, though, is all... Directed into the surrounding area? Yeah, there's nothing being shown... Shined, shone, nothing shining. There's nothing shining into the house. Right. I love the use of the closet as well. I liked it when I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really neat. It just that, that constant like there it is again. There it is again. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't understand why she would switch to this gun right now. Right, she had so much more stopping power with the with other the, the shotgun, and yep. she had a lot. It's it's so much smaller. She had a, it was a lot easier to handle. It, it has a wider spread too, correct? Right. So, yeah. I mean, you don't really need to aim it. Too yeah, much. it's not accuracy; it's stopping power. Yeah. So stuff like that. We're gonna pause real quick. One twenty nine fifty one. The fucking doors in the house, like those roll down cages. 
Um, if her whole frame isn't like reinforced metal, Myers, you can just shoulder block your way through that. Like mm-hmm. you can shoulder block your way through doors in a house. I don't. I could probably kick the doors off the hinges in my house if I really, really wanted to get in. If I needed to get in or out, mm-hmm. I could do it. It's right. going to hurt my shoulder probably, but I could do it. Yeah. Um, but, like, the amount of time and effort and money that would have gone into doing what she did for this is just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how her and an eight-year-old were able to accomplish this all. Right. And I'm assuming that, like, I'm assuming Lori had, like, she received government assistance. Probably. Um, and some form of large cash settlement from uh, Smith's Grove. Smith's Grove. For, obviously, escaping. the release. Yeah. Yeah. And then causing all this. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's where she got her money because that was, you know, I had spoke about that with a friend of mine. And he had said he was like, well, he's like, you know, it was a, the hospital let Myers out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of on them. So it's like, ah, lawsuit money. So. Right. And then she, you know, called J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. Now. <laughs> so we're going to, we're just going to hit play. Just keep that in mind. It's not going to come back, but it's just one of those things that like, Jesus fucking Christ. One twenty nine fifty one. let us play. So we're going through the house. She, she's got her stop buttons right there, like the activation switches for the doors. Mm-hmm. Um. So those are all wired in. So it's wired to power. Then it's wired to the door, obviously, and all very professionally done. They've got they've got little boxes around and big buttons. You yeah. don't see any holes in her drywall or anything. Right. Now Allison out here stumbles upon the mangled mannequin field. And like to us, it's like they're just mannequins. But imagine being out in the dark and you just happen to like what the fuck is this right because i know i'd be like a little like what the fuck yeah like what especially knowing that myers is on the loose yeah what is going on out here so she follows the blood trail upstairs there's bloody hand uh handprint on the the railing there right which he's probably i would say he's leaving that on purpose right trying to draw her in yes because if he was if he was reaching at stuff for Stability. I highly doubt he'd be reaching with his bad hand. Right. So um, he's trying to lure her in. That's it. Like, I'm here. Come get me. I want to play. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole... Which I guess now, like, that I'm really having this conversation, that's it. Myers, he wants to toy with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not just a mindless killer. Like, nope, there's method to it. Yeah. Come find me. I'm hiding. Yeah. Which is creepy. To think that Michael Myers is not just an unstoppable killing machine. There is a total head game to what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, I know I'm going to kill you, and you know I'm going to kill you. But right. first, we're going to have some fun. And now we've got the mannequin room. Yes. And your door that's open. We've got blood on the mannequins. He's been going around touching the mannequins. That's it. Molesting the mannequins. <laughs> sensually caressing the mannequins blood drip into yet again another closet yeah the same kind of closet that Lori hides in in the original and stabs his fucking eye out Mm mhm 
But now Lori's the one searching. And Dad is up there. Dad's up there. So Myers has gone outside, collected Dad. And brought him and into the house. carried him upstairs and then baited Lori with the blood trail mm-hmm. to find him. Because it wouldn't be blood tra- it wouldn't be blood from Dad because he was strangled. Right. And just that closet over and over. And I feel like it's very poor on Lori's choice that like she's aiming the light at the like the stomach of the mannequin and the crotch of the mannequin. Right. Like instead of the space above the mannequins. Between them. Yeah, because obviously he's not in front of the mannequin. Correct. He's got to so, be behind them somewhere. Yeah, so I would be definitely shining the light above. There he and is. And that's it. Comes from the side. And she thumbs him in his good eye. Yeah. She's trying to... Trying to overpower him and it just doesn't work no that's not gonna happen so she bites his fucking blown off fingers and just like part one out the window now Lori goes out the window yeah and she's still laying there Allison Allison finally shows up and Myers realized someone else is in the house. Yep. And grandmother. Oh, God. Grandmother. Grandmother. And Lori's gone. Lori's gone, just like Michael's gone at the end of the original. Hence why we keep referencing back to the 78, because you just, you can't watch it without referencing back. Right. So Allison and Karen are now down in the bunker, and Myers is making his way downstairs. So he knows somebody came in. He's trying to figure out where they went. Yeah. And he's listening. And he gets a weapon, the fire poker. Yep. I feel he uses the fire poker in a different, in another movie. I know Jason does. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I can't think of Myers using a fire poker. Jason uses it in part three. He kills the, uh, oh, what's her name? The stoner girl. Oh, yeah. She runs he down the spiral, doesn't he? He pulls it out of the fire. Yeah. So it's already red hot. Yeah. And she runs down the spiral steps. And he. Anyway, that's Friday the 13th. We'll talk about that when yeah. we get there. So Myers has now figured it out. He somehow, which I don't know how, but he knows that it's. There's a secret door under the counter. Under the counter. I don't. I don't understand how he figures this out. Uh, my first instinct 
would be to be looking for a basement door, perhaps under the steps or, or outside. Or yeah, outside. The, you know, okay, well, there's maybe there's a cellar way. I wouldn't be like, I guarantee you, it's this. And after I hit it a couple times and nothing happened, I'd be like, nope. Right. I wouldn't keep focusing on the countertop, thinking that there's a door underneath it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, geez, must just be a countertop. I don't know why I thought that. But. Yeah. That, the soundtrack is yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah, mom flipped the counter over. Grandmother. Grandmother. I hate that. I hated the gotcha. Yep. Terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Wow. Cast iron pan to the face. What I don't get is she cast iron pans him and he falls. Which maybe it's just from the, the night he's been having. But the man in the bathroom clubs him in the face with a crowbar. With a crowbar and, and it all doesn't he, do anything. His head moves as if he was punched. Yeah. One-handed. One-handed he's grabbing at her. Yep. And he's doing a fairly good job at really doing a good tug of war until that happens. He gets stabbed in the shoulder. Yeah. And then his hand gets cut. And this is something else I hated. Yep, the spikes that come out. The spikes that come out of the walls... There's no holes in the walls, so they literally go through fucking, you know, two-by-tens, which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like, a, they're one-inch thick metal spikes yeah. that just press their way. The amount of force that would be generated through that, that's insane. Then, Lori turns gas on. So she has now, she has a, a propane tank outside. That she has, because nobody, no company in the world is going to willingly pipe gas into your house. No, that's like against this. code. Correct. I don't care who it is. Nobody's going to do it. So she did it herself. She bought all this piping and piped it from the propane tank into her house where she needed it. Right. I find that absurd. Yeah. And then you have Myers. Myers just stands there, which is great. Just so unflinching. He's just fixed on them. Then the Myers house burning. Yep. We just slowly watch everything go up in flames, which obviously this is, I, I always think it's a nod to the end of part two. Like, oh, that's how part two ends, so this is how part two ends. Right. Or whatever, H40, H18, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's all the same. And truck guy shows up just in time. Just in the nick of time on this dirt road that, like, nobody nobody goes to. Ever. 
and they look they look back from the road to the burning house and you can obviously the way that they look you can see the house from the road am i right am i wrong yeah but when the podcasters go up to the house in the beginning they pull up to this gate. gate and it's like it looks like it's forever away right the movie ends with a and that's it that's it with the they're driving away and the camera pans down is it a uh a nod to, like, oh, is Allison going to be the killer next? And we've seen that so many times at the end of Halloween movies yeah. and the end of and Friday the 13th yep. movies. And then they just bring the regular killer back. Right, and that's most likely what's going to happen in the next one. Yeah, so the next one's uh, Halloween Kills, which so I believe next is year. Yeah, 20, uh, 2020 Halloween. Halloween 2020, yeah. <clears throat> right, so that'll be cool. Interested to see what they're going to do with that. Um, maybe we'll do an episode... Um, you know, it won't be a watch through and a talk through and stuff like that, a laugh through, whatever you want to call it, yeah. breakdown, but it'll just be kind of hypothesizing as to what we think they might do and what we think they could do. Oh, yeah. You know, because there's some stuff that we've talked about. But, um, now what, uh, if you were going to give this movie a, a grade, okay, what would you give it? Um, am I going against any of the others or like this is just on a scale of what do you like an A to F? Yeah, A to F. A to F. Um, I guess overall, I don't. I kind of favor it a little bit because it's it's a Myers movie, and I I grew up with these. I mean, I'm going 20 years on watching horror that I can remember. You mm-hmm. know, um, I, maybe I'm being overly zealous with it but i would give it a b what about you yeah i'd i'd be somewhere in the b range i mean i could if we're going like legit well legit like grading as in school i would say a b minus it's on the low the low 80s yeah it's on the low spectrum of the b for me yeah and i think it it ranges in grades i think it starts at one spot and then kind of Declines yep. a little bit. Yeah, like there, there's like I love the bathroom scene. Yeah, um, I'd give it a B. Okay, I think. Like I love the bathroom Altogether. scene. I don't like Doctor Satan's name, Doctor Satan. I don't like that. I think it's dumb. I don't like the use of the doctor. I don't like the His overly pen. emotional cop. I don't like the pen. I love the jack o' lantern. I don't like the dad. I love. I could say I love. Every scene that has Michael Myers. Yep. I don't think that there was a bad Michael Myers scene. No, there wasn't. I don't think that there was really a bad Laurie Strode scene. No. I don't like the mom. The mom is... But that's it. All the characters, like we said in the beginning, they're throwaways. Yep. You know, take them or leave them. Yeah. But um, at the heart of it, it's a a Michael Myers, Laurie Strode movie. Mm Mm-hmm. That's who that's who you're supposed to care about and pay attention to, and that's who the movie cares about and pays attention to. Yep. And they let everybody else be meat for the dog, pretty you know, much meat yeah. for the grinder. Yeah. Um. So yeah, with that, I, I give it a B. It would be an A if it wasn't for all of the shit scenes that the, there the are, the goofy nonsense that they threw in there to try and complicate things. Yeah, or to give you that sense of camaraderie and family togetherness between people that 
it came so naturally in the 78 and it comes naturally in other movies as well um it just to me it doesn't seem natural here right um but for that i would i would give it a b yeah so all right ladies and gentlemen that's uh halloween 2018 h40 halloween 2 part 2 <laughs> yeah so, however you want to call it it's it's good. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, we hope you enjoy this. Uh, we hope you watched with us. That's that's what we do it for. So yeah. you guys can pause and play along with us. So, um, you know, we're, we'll, hopefully we'll have something else for you next week. I don't yeah. know what it's going to be, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have something for you. So take care, folks. All right. time. Starting now? It looks like it's starting on its own. Oh, okay. <laughs> a hell of a movie here. All right, so let's, uh, what, what are we marked at here? Oh, I, oh, it's our, oh, that's, oh, oh, hey, nope, go back, nope, go all the way back. Should <laughs> we rewind it? the stop button. Your first time using a DVD. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> what happened here? Uh, welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> oh, and welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot all about that. Movie. What the fuck is the movie? Video. Movie. DVD. Style Discover Olivia Burton. No. I just wanted to play the game. Oh, there you go. Fuck, just hit resume. Or restart. Restart. Alright, so. Right, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Um, yes. All right, guys. No bullshit talking. We're uh, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna we're gonna watch and laugh along to Halloween 2018. Yes. Or what I call Halloween H40. That's, that is true. This is true. And right. it's the day after Halloween. Yes. Not in the movie. In real no, life. No, in real life. Today is the day after Halloween. So it's November 1st. Yes. Most commonly known as the day after Halloween. That's right. Or it's a dead vampire. So it's a dead vampire song. The day after Halloween. Check them out. She plugged the dead vampires. Anyway, we're going to hit play now. Goddamn DVD player. 
There, there we, we go. go. Universal screen. Universal. Dum dum. Da da da. Da 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 da. So anyway, Universal stuff. I made the joke earlier, but I'll make it again. So you must be watching Silver Screen movie. Abbott and Costello meet Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> oh, I could see that. That wouldn't be bad. Oh, what the shit? Why are... What is this? This is the preview. It's the same preview we saw before when you tried to start the movie. God damn it. All right, well, we're going to skip this preview, so... Skip. See, one of these days, we're going to teach Mike... Oh, there's a button that says play movie. Ah, the unauthorized reproduction or distribution of this copyright work is illegal. Criminal copyright infringement. Oh, piracy is not a victimless crime. Yes, it is. <laughs> no one's really Especially hurt. if you're a pirate. Correct. Motion picture has been rated R. Horror, violence, bloody images, language, grief, drug use, and nudity. Is it horror violence or horror comma violence? Was it horror comma violence? I thought it said horror I thought it violence. horror violence, and I was thinking, how is horror violence different, different than regular violence? Maybe horror violence is like gratuitous beating somebody to death with a hammer or stabbing, and regular violence is like if you were robbing a bank and shot somebody. Oh. Kind of lifelike so it's violence. it's like first degree and second degree murder. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Horror violence is like hostile, saw. Okay. And regular violence is like reservoir dogs. Okay. Reservoir Dogs is pretty brutal. Yeah, especially when they carve off his ear. Anyway, we're watching <laughs> Halloween 2018. Miramax thing is up. The spinning chair in the room. What is it? Blumhouse? Yeah. Right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Blumhouse. Is it Blumhouse or is it Bloomhouse? I always said Bloomhouse. Bloomhouse? Anybody out there want to correct us? Universal Pictures. Right, so here Miramax we go. And they're using the same font as the original Halloween. Yes. And they're using Malika Akkad as well. Yes. I believe he's the son of Mustafa Akkad. Yes. Mufasa? The Lion King? No, different movie. My bad. So we open up with a psych institute. World's slowest fan. <laughs> we hear some doctors talking. We hear some crazy people laughing. We get a look at a spinal pen. Which is just weird. Because he's not a spinal surgeon. He's not a chiropractor either. Yeah. And we saw that pen, but we'll see it again later. Is that the same pen? I believe so. That's the fucking harpoon pen? I think so. Spoiler alert! (laughs) Now he's using it to actually write. It's very odd the way that they do intake here or release. I've been in a psych institute and, like, I didn't meet the doctor right away. And my doctor definitely didn't hug me while I was there. Maybe I was just in a really shitty one. Or maybe I was in a really good one. I don't know. So they're at Smith's Grove. And Harvey Keitel wannabe doctor. <laughs> they couldn't really get Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Because that would have made the movie good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
So they're podcasters. Yeah, they do like a crime podcast. Right. And they're here to meet with Michael Myers. Michael Myers. What, what doesn't make any sense is, number one, that motherfucker doesn't have shoes on. They at least give you socks. <laughs> um, but they, the podcasters have access to this fucking hospital? That's absolutely bizarre to me. Yeah. And he just said he studied under Dr. Loomis. Yes. Proper exercise as they're chained to a block. <laughs> we chain them to the floor. Proper exercise. That's exercise. Yes. They get the exercise trying to get out of the chains. Oh, yeah, yeah. The more you struggle, the more exercise it is. It's a strength training, really. But they're chained to... He tells him to tie his shoelace because another inmate has a fixation with it. But it's just kind of odd. Like, oh, don't go past the yellow line. Like, they can't reach past the yellow line. Yeah. And, like, the guy who has the fixation with the shoelace is nowhere near him. Yeah. Aaron Corey. So we have Michael Myers locked up. 65? Michael Myers, how old? 65 years old? He was 20? He was 25? He would have been 21 and 78. He was 20, so he's 61. They say that in the movie. Okay. So 61 years old here. And this movie takes... um, place only after the original Halloween. This doesn't uh, yeah, acknowledge this any of the other Yeah, this is, sequels. for all intent and purposes, this is Halloween 2. Yeah. You watch the original 78 and then you watch 18. This is something else that just absolutely baffles me. That this podcast motherfucker has evidence from one of the most brutal crimes in Haddonfield he just has the mask that this guy wore when he went on a killing spree 40 years ago? Now, he said that he borrowed it from his friend at the attorney general's office. Yeah. But I feel like even if somehow the attorney general were to give you such a valuable piece of evidence, you'd have it maybe in a bag or something? Something. So we're going to pause this real quick. We're going to be at, uh, let's go to 6.15 right now. We paused. So he's got that fucking mask. And... Yeah, like, you just keep this evidence in your satchel with all of your other, I'm assuming, personal effects. Like, I I don't know, wait, what else? Pens? Pens, paper. Paper, I don't know, anything. Maybe a laptop. Cell phone. It just doesn't really make much sense. And then the other thing that I find so fucking weird is, does this suggest that the mask is... More or less possessed, because not only does it draw to Michael, 
But all of the other inmates start, I say inmates, they're not prisoners, other patients, all the other patients start kind of acting very, very abnormal once this mask comes out. So we're going to hit play now. We're at 615, yeah. like I said. And that was something we had discussed in the past. Yeah, I've been, about the on mask. the way home from the theaters. Yeah. But you see, like, the man with the umbrella is shaking. They're thrashing around. Obviously, then the dogs start going nuts. That's yeah. not because of the mask. To me, that's because of erratic behavior of the patients. Right. And he says, you can feel it, can't you? He's reaching over the yellow line. Yeah, it's part of you. So, and and now the fucking doctor is just super weird. Like, oh, all your other patients are obviously having issues. Right. So, I, I don't know. Then there's the alarm going off. Yeah, I don't know what like, caused the alarm. Is the alarm going off? Now we're at the title screen. Um, but is the alarm going off... Because the patients are acting erratic outside? Or is the alarm going off because of something happening inside? If it's because of something happening inside, why isn't the doctor more attentive to the fact that there's a fucking alarm going off? You'd think he would be concerned like, in some ooh, way. Like, ooh, I better check on that. We're going to have to go in. Please hurry up. Like, let's go. We need to leave now. This is a neat title. I love it. Sequence. I, We've got a... Pumpkin, the rotted pumpkin. Made to look very similar to the original pumpkin they used. Yep, in with the, the, knife, the knife line from the nose yep. to the mouth. And it was rotted, and we're seeing it kind of regenerate. Yeah. it's. I think, it's, I think it is absolutely awesome. Which couldn't um, be representing the Halloween series. It yeah. rotted and was a disgusting pile of nothing yep. after and, the last few. And, and we're going to bring it back. Trying to bring it back. And and I always loved this about the the Halloweens. Like obviously, part one has everybody knows part one. Part two, the skull comes through it. Yeah. And I think they kind of did away with it after that, did yep. they not? They didn't use it anymore. Right. So that's it. And I like that. Like it's a return to form. It's it's back to the jack o' lantern, and yep. it really gives you that that old school feel. I love like right now everything just turned black, and it's just black with the jack o' lantern face, and it is just perfect horror it's perfect john carpenter like it's it's great it's great and we shit on all of these movies that we watch but we think they're fucking awesome i you know i saw it twice in theaters i bought the dvd i've watched it multiple times i love it so now we're uh we're driving down the road here they're headed to Lori's house somewhere outside of haddonfield yes because naturally, when somebody tries to fucking murder you and your friends, you naturally just stay in the town. Right. You, you don't just, leave. You stay there. Yeah, you don't You don't try to move, change your name, any of that shit. You're just like, eh. I'll just fortify my house. Which doesn't make sense to me because you stayed, so you weren't, you weren't scared enough to leave. But you were terrified enough that your house is on an electric gate, completely fortified. It's a little ridiculous. And you've got the money to do all of these fortifications. It probably would have been cheaper just to relocate to a different town. I talked to a friend of mine that does, uh, he just does wiring for home audio installation and surround sounds and, and People that want to pay somebody to run wires for them because they don't want to do it themselves. And that's what his job is. And we were talking about the logistics of what Lori does. 
And he said the wiring that would be done, no, no contractor would do it for you because of what you're trying to do. He said, and also with it being done by Lori, granted YouTube is amazing. It's very professionally done. And we're broadcast journalists. We don't pay for interviews. So apparently Lori can be swayed with money. Of course. Fairly well, easily. And she's got, got a supporter drinking habit. So. They could have had Michael Myers in the back seat for oh, all easily. she knows. Yep. But hey, money, come on in. Yeah, easily. Like, all of this. It's... It's just so much that she does. So much. <clears throat> on top of everything that she does, though, with the bars on the windows, the cages on the windows, so on and so forth, the little glass panels on her front door, eh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't replace the front door with a steel door. It's it's okay that it's right. what it is. Ah. I just ran out of money. On it. And there's no cages on her kitchen windows if you look in that background. Yeah. So maybe she's got roll downs. I I don't ever see them. So yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> oh, public radio. Public radio. <laughs> Ooh. PBS. <laughs> we we come in between Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street. It's very prime. <laughs> and we talk about brutal location. murders. <laughs> We get to see Lori 40 years later. She reminds me of my mother. Yeah, she does look like your mother. Right? Doesn't yeah. she look like Joyce? Yeah. She does. I like this little back and forth. Like, you don't believe in the boogeyman? Like, oh, you should, you should believe in the boogeyman. Like, no, motherfucker. I believe in Michael Myers. He's a serial killer. There's no such thing as the boogeyman. He's just a crazy dude that, you know, chop people up. Yeah. <clears throat> why would Lori know why Michael chose her? Right. And Lori's just pissed off. Yeah. Like, I'm just somebody who is attacked. What do I know about psychology and what's happening in his head? Correct. And then, they're, and then they suggest her two failed marriage, marriages and strained relationship with her daughter as if, what does that have anything to do with Michael Myers? I understand that maybe she's a very hard woman to live with now because of her past, but how is that going to give you insight into the mind of Michael Myers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about let's, that. Let's talk about when the state took your kid. Why? And what does it matter yeah. about custody and all that? I thought you were making a podcast about Michael Myers. Correct. And when Lori says, she just says, I didn't get custody back, but you already knew that. Obviously, they already knew it. They had previous information about losing custody and such. So are you literally just poking fun at another human being at this point? Yeah. Because just, you already have, you're asking questions that you already know the answer to. Yeah. About something that you're not researching. Correct. <laughs> something else that I find very interesting about this is the 
movie opens up with these two podcasters, and to me, it made me feel that this is what the movie was going to be about. It was going to be about these podcasters. Obviously, I'm sure it's spoiler alert, but not spoiler alert. Um, they end up becoming very disposable. Yeah, they don't play a very big part. And that that's one of the criticisms I have about the movie, is that there seems to be a lot of storylines going on yes. that just kind of get dumped yep for something else and then when that seems like it's not really wor- working they dump it and jump to something else right right like they're just running a lot of things at one time like you know it's just i don't know something else that i don't like is making bird houses anyway the other thing that i don't like is the father's banter Reminds me more of banter that would be happening in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. Like, right here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very... It doesn't seem very John Carpenter to me in this one. It seems that in in the original one, everything that, that John did was derivative to his plot and his story and it was always something that was propelling the story further now i mean i'm not watching it right now so pause it for one second we're at a couple things 1543 so let me just finish up what i was going to say is you know everything that happens in the original propels everything a little bit further there might be one or two i would say maybe five Maybe five instances where it's kind of something that could just be throwaway. Um, the banter about Michael Myers getting out of Smith's Grove, stuff like that. But it seems that almost everything it reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode that they're they're 25 minutes long, and Rod Serling made sure that everything that happened in there was about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I feel about the original 78 <clears throat> with John Carpenter is. Everything is there for a reason. Right. There is no filler. It's not a hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And they, they didn't an have a lot of money movie. making that movie. Right. They didn't have time to waste. They had to get right to the point on everything. And that's what made it so good. Yeah. One of the things that made it so good. I agree. Um, a couple things in this scene. The dad, that line about peanut butter on my penis is really weird. I, at, at least it makes me uncomfortable. Because I find it very out of place. Now, when we say, like, makes us uncomfortable, we are not those kind of, like, oh, I get uncomfortable. Like, no. you know, he was attacking <laughs> me last night on Halloween with a chainsaw in front of five-year-olds. Like, <laughs> you know, like, not that uncomfortable kind of deal. Like, it's just kind of odd. Like, It's a very off-putting comment. Like, I grew up in a house with an older sister, and... My dad never mentioned his penis. My dad never mentioned his penis either. <laughs> in front of me, or, I mean, like, you know, father and son joking around, <laughs> Dick, Pecker, you know, whatever. But with a teenage daughter sitting at the kitchen table and the dad's making jokes about his penis. Right. Kind of odd. Also, I mean, I guess we don't really get the the background of them as a family and what their family dynamic is, mm-hmm. besides the fact that, you know... Mom's got issues. Um, but 
the peanut butter on my penis, like, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like a natural response to what would have happened. I have no problem being vulgar at all about anything at any time. It doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. But if I was setting mousetraps, and I do, and I use peanut butter to set mousetraps, I would never say, oh, I got peanut butter on my penis. I'd probably just say, even in the company of my wife or whatever, I would probably just, it would snap and I would say, ah, shit. Right. And I would just, I would just grab the knife and I'd get some more peanut butter and put another slab on there and be about it. It reminds me of the part in the Rob Zombie Halloween where Lori's with her parents and she's talking about how the, I forget what man it was. Maybe it was a man at a store or something it was looking at her funny or, oh, he touched me funny. And they were joking about it. And, Lori, stop it. And she was, like, putting her finger through the, the donut hole. In the donut. Or the bagel <laughs> or whatever. Like, yep. what an odd conversation for a teenage girl to be having with her parents. Correct. And I understand that there are people that are a lot looser and freer with their parents than most. But, I don't know, it just... It doesn't come across natural in this aspect, but maybe it's because I haven't learned them as a family. Mm-hmm. Now, if I watched Married with Children and that remark was made, it would make sense. Oh, yeah, it would make you know sense. I know that family. I see that family. But to just throw that in, and I guess they want us to... You know, connect the dots that, oh, this family, you know, like, the dad's kind of laid back and stuff like that. He's a little bit looser. He's not your strict 1960s father or a suit and tie. Gotta go to work. Wife's gotta cook and clean. Right. But we're making judgments based on first appearance, and we have to because they don't give us a backstory on the family. And they don't really come off as a Bundy-esque family. No, the house is very nice. There's a bowl of fruit on the table. The mom is dressed nice. The she, dad is dressed nice. Correct. The this is before nice. school. Everyone's dressed nice. Mom's making breakfast. You know, we're drinking orange juice at the table. Everything is really well lit. You could tell that this is a rather well-off family. It doesn't seem poor or it doesn't seem like a slapstick family uh, it just doesn't strike me that way. We can we can stop tearing the family apart. All right. But one more thing. <laughs> yes. One more oh, thing all right. I just want to say the actress we'll they chose to play Ugh, the mother. The mother. Um, very bad choice in my opinion. Yeah. Nothing against that actress. No. I mean, she's a fine actress. It just. But I don't know. Later on, as the movie goes on, and you see what that part kind of entails, it, it just, just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're gonna hit play here. Sorry for the long tangent. Fifteen forty three. Play. Did you invite grandmother? It's also a very odd choice to call your grandma. Did you invite grandmother? Grandmother? You could have called her grandma. Well, I call my grandma grandma, and then the the my grandmother on my mother's side, her name's Granny. Granny. Or you could say Nana or yeah. Gammy. Gammy. Whatever. <laughs> Gram. Gam Gam. But grandmother. Grandmother. It's so proper. So proper. Especially in a family where they joke about their, their penises. penises. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, to not call her Gam Gam or something. Now, every time I see this scene and the guy on the left, I can't remember his name, I can't help but think that Dwight Schrute went back in time. (laughs) Yeah. He looks like Rain Wilson. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, he does. If they did, like, an office throwback, boy, 
Yeah. That's Dwight Schrute. Yeah. And she's drinking like a she's drinking like a Starbucks drink or something with like I don't even know what those stupid seeds are. Those chai seeds. Yeah. They are, right? Yep. Where the fuck did she get that drink? They're in suburbia. Yeah, right? So there's just like a Starbucks around the corner? No, they just said that the sister thing was a... uh, People made that shit up. Yeah, Yeah. so that's trying to get rid of... That whole part two. All of that. And I kind of side with him on this. Yeah, they caught him, he's incarcerated... Now, Dave is, I think Dave is totally right in this. Like, he does kind of go against the grain on it. And he's like, well, I mean, it was 40 years ago. Can't your grandmother just get over it? Like, oh, she's almost fucking married. Like, yeah, but it was 40 fucking years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Like, but she got away and he's locked up and it's been 40 fucking years. So come on. Right. It's just, I don't know. I agree with him. So now we see her boyfriend. Bonnie and Clyde. They're going to be Bonnie and Clyde. So, I mean, is that a, uh, is that like foreshadowing that they're going to die in a bloodbath? Michael Myers is going to I mean, maybe a hail of guns. Guns him down with Tommy guns and shotguns. (laughs) (laughs) With a bunch of Texas Rangers. Now we get... uh, disposable teenager number three. <laughs> they all look the same. They all have the same long, goofy hair. Yeah, yep, that, that that hair that everybody seems to have now. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like those two would be best friends either. Like, no. looking at it in school, he kind of looks like he'd be hanging out with, like, the AV club. And he kind of looks like he'd be hanging out with, like, the football players. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I'm just judging because that's what we do. That's what we do, and we were very clicky. <laughs> um, obviously, this is a ripoff of the 78 scene. Right, and they're talking about the same thing, fate. Yes. She's sitting in the seat that Lori was sitting in. Yeah, and she looks out the window, and she sees, lo and behold, Lori. somebody standing there. When yep. Lori looks out, she sees Michael. Yep. Michael. 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 Michael! I don't understand also, I mean, if anybody else out there went to high school, which I'm sure you did. can't just wander on to the schools. Yeah, our school would have been all over that shit, especially (laughs) with school shootings that had happened and whatnot. And no way in hell would anybody have been able to just wander onto the property of the school with a few thousand dollars in their pocket also loitering next to like the the football field and stuff also on top of all of that everybody knows who the fuck this old woman is like oh my god it's crazy crazy Lori strode who lives out in the woods with all her guns yeah everybody knows who she is so it it would never happen yeah We're at 20, 20, 30, 9, 20, 40, 41, 42, just so you guys know where we are here. 
Yeah. There's just nothing really going on, but we're not going to cut the podcast to pieces. So now we see Lori so, at her private shooting range. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for Michael Myers. With her with J.C. Her, Penny dummies. And her cowboy weaponry. Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got a lever-action rifle and, like, an 1800s revolver. <laughs> oh, but there we've got a home defense shotgun. Now, Mike would be our, our, our arms guy here. He's... Uh, he likes guns. Mike is a Mike's a gun aficionado here. Yeah. So we'll talk about her guns as she uses them later yeah. on. It's a little ridiculous. There's some odd choices. I also find it odd that like this is 2018, and these motherfuckers are literally still using cassette tape cassette recorders tape. instead of, but but previously they show, like the recording device that she had looked as though it was like um kind of like a Tascam or like a Zoom like Q3 HD maybe like that's what mm-hmm. I use yeah and um that's for video recording and conference recording and stuff and so is the Tascam so it's just kind of odd that then they show you a fucking cassette tape moving right now we hear a now a he's mock got, up yeah. of Donald Pleasance Donald Pleasance which that's not really his voice and we see Lori waiting outside. We're pause this here. Um, it's twenty two eighteen. There's there's a little bit going on here. That there's a, there's about. a few things to mention. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Lori's sitting outside. You said. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. Lori's sitting outside. Michael's about to be transferred from Smith's Grove, which never goes well. If you've watched any of the Halloween <laughs> movies, if he's in Smith's Grove, he in escapes. their defense, in their defense, he, all the other Halloween movies did not happen. Right, so, exactly. But I'm just saying, so, for people who know the series... Anyone that's seen the series, any time that they're like, well, we've got to transport him. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> if he's in Smith's Grove, he breaks out. If they try to transport him from Smith's Grove, he escapes. Yes. So it, it never goes well, and you know that's going to be the case here. But Lori's sitting outside, and she's brought a gun, so she's going to try and gun him down, possibly, as they're transporting him. But it's funny that she brings a revolver and like an antique revolver so she's is got, that what it is i thought I've, yeah you would know better than she's I got about like six she's probably got six shots to get it right right like you'd think somebody who's so obsessed with killing somebody at, would you know have something a little bit more a sure. little more effort into it right than that. right even if you just brought like a 45 or something like yeah and something with a few more bullets yeah just in case, just in case. Because you're going to have to get by the security. She must anticipate having to kill somebody else. Right. I mean, she's not just going to stroll into the mental institution and gun him down. So my thought on that is... But who it knows, because the podcasters got in there. This is true. This is true. Because <laughs> Dr. Satan will let anybody in. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Satan. Dr. <laughs> Satan. Fucking stupid. <laughs> sorry, but... My thought on the whole bringing the gun is, God forbid he tries to run. I I don't think that she intends on killing him there. I think it's, I just want to make sure he gets on the bus. Now, what doesn't really make much sense to me is she wants to ensure that he gets on the bus, but then she really doesn't give a fuck what happens after he gets on the bus. Like, ah! He's I think bus. she would maybe follow the bus. Right. That's that's what I would think too. You know, what else do you have? You don't have fucking work. 
<laughs> so, right. you know. Now, we saw before when Michael was standing in line, he turned his head and his left eye is missing. Right. What, uh, I can't remember, he loses that eye in the original fighting with Lori. The, it's the coat hanger. The coat hanger. She stabs him yeah, in the eye the, with the yeah, coat hanger. Yeah, when she's she's in the closet yep. and he smashes through the door and she uncoils the wire coat hanger and stabs up. Right. So I couldn't remember if it was the coat hanger or when he comes over the couch and she stabs him with the sewing needle. No, the sewing needle is in, in his neck, neck yep. like okay. neck shoulder area. Yeah. So okay. which is I like the whole missing eye thing because it is, it's a nod. Right. You know, it's something which is funny that. I never realized that point until you brought it up just now. Mm-hmm. It's good well, consistency. Yeah, and I've watched the movie multiple times, and I've noticed that Michael has something wrong with his eye, but I never connected it back to 1978. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, whatever. It's right. something that they wanted to put in, and yeah, that's, you can that's explain it away movie. in 40 years of being in an asylum that something happened. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very cool. So to go back a little bit, not physically go back, but... Uh, just the one thing I want to touch on, because we, we spoke on it earlier, was that they didn't have the Myers mask in an evidence bag when they brought it to Michael. But then when they're back at their motel, and it's like showing shots of him writing and caricatures of Loomis, and then they show the mask in a bag that clearly says evidence. So it is clearly that it's an evidence bag. So you were given an evidence bag by your friend, then took it out of the bag to put it... Stuffed it it into your bag. Put it into your bag to show Michael, then to get back, then put it back into an evidence bag, which then we're going to find, we're going to see later, that Michael just opens up his satchel, and once again, you... You took it out of the bag and put it loose into your satchel. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're transporting it, for some odd reason, you feel the need to take it out, which just doesn't make any sense. And there's also not a great deal of dynamic between these podcasters. No. And I was just thinking that now. They're sitting together in the same hotel room going over all of this evidence. Are they together? Like, are they a couple? Oh, see, I don't, I don't take them as a couple. I, take, I don't know what to take them as. I, I, I don't, don't take really them as a couple. With each other That's it. I don't take much. them as a couple for the fact that I don't see any couple-less, like, couple-type intimacy. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't see him hold her hand, like, when they're driving or anything like that. Like, right. simple things that I do with my Are wife. Are like friends? I'm, yeah. That's how I look at it. But then when... I see them mulling over evidence and, and dialogue that they've collected and, and notes and this and that. But there's no back and forth. And anybody out there that does a podcast knows that there's so much more to gain and so much more knowledge and so much more ground to cover when you do have somebody to talk to. And you can bounce ideas off of because you may not have seen something that somebody else did, much like Meyer's eyeball. I've seen it every single time, and it has never taken me back to 1978, but sitting here next to Mike, he said, he was like, that's from part one. Mm -hmm. How does he lose his eye again? And obviously, it's the coat hanger scene. So I didn't connect it at all. He knew it connected somewhere, but it was me that made the connection for him. Mm -hmm. So I just feel that you would be talking to each other and and there's not a great relationship between the two of them you don't really see them interact much yeah besides almost like arguing 
Which is you know, something that a lot of people have complained about when they compare this one to the original. And it's that the characters in the original are not just people thrown in there to eventually they seem get real. murdered. There's a lot of interaction between the characters. They joke with each other. They goof around. They talk to each other on the telephone about boys and setting each other up with this person and that person. Yep. And they seem real. They and talk genuine. about their parents and stuff. And yeah, they seem like real people. And that's the, there's not a lot of interaction between the characters here. No. Not a lot of personal interaction. Aside from Lori and her family, which even then, there's not a terrible amount of no, and obviously that's because of that strained relationship, right. I take it. But regardless, it, it still doesn't really make you give a fuck about those characters. Watching the original, and I mean, I hate to just keep comparing it back. but It's watch, hard not to. It is. But watching the 78 is, you watch them and, and you feel for these characters, like, Totally, you feel totally. for these. <laughs> you feel for these characters, and you feel for Lori. She's real and she's genuine, and she's not a bad person. And I, I don't know. I've in those movies, I don't find myself cheering for Michael. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't find myself cheering for Lori and her friends as well. But most of the time, I watch Friday the 13th, and I cheer for Jason. Right, because in, in Friday... They're disposable throwaways. You're given basically a victim list. Yeah. You know that these people are here for one reason. Yeah. And these seven people are here to die. So we can see Jason kill them in the most creative ways possible. Correct. That's what they're there for. That's what a lot of people in this movie are there That's for. That's it. It seems almost like a, a, a Halloween movie with a Friday the 13th plot to We're going to start throwing in all of these teenagers who all look the same, and you know at some point down the road they're all going to get killed. Yep. <laughs> and then you just start adding people in later, like the the police officers towards the end. Like, we don't see them at all. We get no interaction with them. But fuck it, throw them in. Gives, it's, it's, get Increase that body the count. body count. That's it. Damn it. Damn it. Increase the body count. <laughs> We're big wrestling fans, too. Yeah. All right, so we're going to hit play here. Sorry for the tangent again. 22-18, play. Satan clicking his, his harpoon spine. spine pen. Pen. <laughs> I would I would be terrified of clicking that goddamn pen and accidentally opening up this weird harpoon and stabbing myself. Stabbing myself. Lori's guzzling alcohol in the car. Which I've drank in airline bottles, and, I mean, that seemed, that was a little... That was a little ridiculous how she was, like, molesting yeah. the bottle. And any, to anybody that has a drinking problem, usually, you know, you're not holding an airline bottle. Like, nah, my dad was an alcoholic, and he drank all of his alcohol out of a Dunkin' Donuts cup mm-hmm. while he was driving. So, you know, you find an easier way to hide it right. instead of, like, I'll just bring this airline bottle. Like, I'll just bring a coffee thermos. So Michael's leaving. On the bus with a bunch of other prisoners. Lori's watching, getting very upset. Yep, she's nervous. You saw the figure walking towards her, and I assume that that is something in her head. Yeah. That she's freaking out, imagining that, that he's not there, and here he comes, he's after me. Yeah. You know, it could also be foreshadowing, you know? Right. So, now we're at dinner. Um... You have Dad talking about balls? Well, talking about tripping balls. Okay. So he's talking about, this is that weird, like, 
so you kind of get a little bit more of dad's uh of like dad's character and his personality here he's he's laughy he's jokey um but he's talking about doing drugs with the boyfriend's father which if i was the boy's father unless Lori's father knew that i told my kid i would not appreciate that like dude don't tell my kid that we used to do drugs together that's yeah. like He's going to think it's okay, and I'm trying to, you know, I was young and stupid, and he doesn't need to be young and stupid. Right. So. So now they're talking about Grandma, Gammy, and Speak of the Devil. I'm the grandmother. So they're all meeting the boyfriend. And they're not very nice to Grandma. Well, There's a lot of eye rolling. That's yeah. not, I mean, they're like unnecessarily mean to Grandma. I don't think that they're... Well, here. <laughs> so this, this is kind of like a family gathering at my house. Yep, that's how I was going to say. It's, yeah. yeah. It, it's very, very... It's very... On a very close to home for me to... So we've got the one person who's drinking a whole lot, somebody else who's mad at them for drinking a whole lot, and then the daughter is trying to diffuse the whole situation. Yeah, because she just wants to have a happy family. Right. The poor boyfriend, this is his first time meeting the family, and he's like, oh, Christ. We have grandmas having a breakdown now, and yep. she's going to start rambling about the shape. The shape. Which is her term for Michael Myers. Which is what they and call him. she just him. said, I wanted to kill him. Right. And the dad kind of bringing it down like, this is enough, Laura, right? Like, The poor boyfriend. This whole scene, like, obviously everybody watches and they're, they're engrossed in the story. And in my head, I'm like, the boyfriend. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, God. Grandma gets up and leaves. <clears throat> Mom so, says, I told you so, to yep. the daughter, which is like the worst thing you could have just said. Because oh, the daughter obviously cares about Grandma. Of course. Grandma's going to go run out <laughs> into traffic. That's it. Grandma's going to go play in the freeway now. Grandmother. 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 So now, what the fuck is the daughter's name? Throwaway daughter? Throwaway daughter. That's All her right. name. All right. So daughter comes out to comfort grandmother. Leaving boyfriend with, inside with mom and dad at the most, dad and at the most crazy awkward mom. of times. Yep. So, like, I just don't understand how that how that went down right there. So we're gonna pause. We're twenty. What's that say? Twenty six fifty eight. So how long did daughter hang out with grandmother outside? Leaving boyfriend so uncomfortable inside with mom and dad. That's how forgettable these fucking characters are. I know Dr. Satan because his fucking name is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I know Michael and I know Lori. Yeah, I don't know the names of anybody else yet. You and I've watched the movie multiple penis times. Dad. Mm -hmm. uh, poor choice of an actress mom. Mother. Throwaway daughter. Throwaway daughter. And boyfriend. And goofy hair boyfriend with his goofy hair friends. <laughs> and then I thought it's weird when Lori leaves in her pickup truck, boyfriend and dad, and dad are the ones <laughs> seeing her off. Saying goodbye. Not 
daughter. Daughter's not there to be like, I love you, thank you so much for coming, or or like the 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 mother doing it, like blah blah blah, I told you, you shouldn't have come. Man, man, man. I'm a fucking bitch. And then yeah, mother once again with her great knowledge of what to say to my daughter to make her feel better, as grandma's driving away, she says, Well, I'm glad you got to see that. Correct, because that's, that's you get that's to see what, what yeah. happened, what I went through when I was your age. Yeah, because like, that's what every fucking kid wants. Oh, thanks, thanks, mom. I was just trying to have a relationship with my grandmother, my grandmother, grandmother. And mom is saying, "I told you." <laughs> I so. I told you so. Grandma's fucking crazy. I never told you how I grew up. Well, you know what? Maybe this would have fucking helped all the time that I was like, "Hey, we should invite grandmother. We should invite grandmother." And you're like, "Eh, eh, eh." Why didn't you fucking sit me down and be like, "Listen." I know you want to see Grandma. I can't do it because of this. This is what I went through. So there is a horrifically strained relationship, even though we live in the same fucking town. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the daughter because is, nobody know, left. Seven years. Nobody old. left. We have three goddamn generations of fucking Strodes here. Still here. Still here. Like, eh, fuck it. I know that. I know that. I almost got slaughtered. Eh, fuck it. I'm gonna live here. And she, I'll raise a, she can explain that to her daughter. It's I'll, not I'll like raise a, a family. A child. Correct. She's a teenager in high school. Yeah, you can sit she them can down. She can understand these types of relationships. But yeah, it just doesn't make sense why you would stay around. And then it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna stay here even though I almost got slaughtered. Now I'm gonna raise a daughter. Now my daughter got taken away from me. I'm assuming was put in custody with somebody that also lived in Haddonfield. Probably, since she's still there. Because she's still there. So if if that's the case, then when the 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 daughter, the mother, you know, middle strode, mm-hmm. grows up, why the fuck didn't you move away? Because you're like, fuck this. I want to get as far away from this crazy shit as possible. Because she still has the memory of her ridiculous childhood with Lori. Right. Because she recounts it here. So she knows that she, her mom's a fucking loon. Right. So why wouldn't you leave? Yeah. Then if you decided to stay, or if you did leave, you were adopted out by someone, why the fuck did you come back? Then you're going to raise a daughter in this crazy fucking town Mm -hmm. where everybody knows your fucking name. And everybody knows what you're known for. Correct. So it's like, oh, those are the Myers people. Those are the Myers people. Those are the Myers people. Yeah. (laughs) You're now the weird fucking people. Mm -hmm. Because that's what fucking happens. You get labeled, especially in small towns. Oh, yeah. Because we're from a small town. And we are labeled. Yes. And we label people. Like the kid's dad with the one leg. He was a pirate. His dad was a pirate. Anyway, 2658, play. Learned how to fight. Learned how to shoot a gun. She says uh, learning how to shoot a gun when she was eight as if it's a strange thing. Yep. You're living in a, a country hick town. Most kids know how to shoot a gun even sooner than that. Yeah. Now, uh, the, we're going to let her go for a little bit just so we can, we'll double back on what she says. So, all right. So I spent my whole life trying to get over the paranoia and neuroses that she gave me. So you, you learned how to fight since when is that a bad thing Mm -hmm. that you learned how to fight to defend yourself? Right. Not a bad thing. Lots of kids learn karate, um, especially nowadays. MMA is is really big. I have a friend who his son likes MMA, mm-hmm. and so he takes him. It's like toddler taekwondo stuff like that, and yeah. they learn how to fight. Oh yeah. Um, 
she says, I learned how to shoot a gun when I was eight. Now, this movie was made, obviously, in 2017, 2018, where everybody's up in arms about gun rights and gun violence and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So I feel that that is more of a social commentary on today than it was when she grew up, which would have been, like, 1985. Mm-hmm. 1988. Somewhere in that. Yeah. You know, she would have been around eight years old. Depend. You know, obviously we don't have a... But she's a mid-80s child. Mm-hmm. She was born... She was probably born in the early 80s. Yeah. Um, so, back then, in a rural outback town... Really not too too crazy that a kid learned to shoot when she was eight. No, a lot of kids get their hunting licenses. Of course, how many yeah, how many kids go out with their parents and like hunting? Not even like oh I learned how to shoot a gun, like yes, you learned how to shoot a gun at dummies. There are kids that are literally out killing animals with with their with their dad or their mom at age eight. And it's like my son shot his first buck, and he's there taking a picture with his dad, and he's happy, and there's a dead deer with a bullet hole in it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to know how to defend yourself. Right. I I understand take it a little far when she's, like, teaching her how to weld, it looks like. And then she's Spell got her she's got her <laughs> wiring the house, which I, we'll get into that later because, man, I have a whole bunch of shit about that because I'm a maintenance guy. That's what I do for a living. I fix things. I build things. I work at a facility. Uh, I, that's my job is to make sure things work and things don't break. So I have, like, a whole thing on that shit. That is strange, teaching a child how to weld and how to do electricity and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's still not a terrible thing. No. You can make a lot of money as a welder. Of course. And and if the way I look at it is if Lori was trying to live kind of off the grid homesteading, what's wrong with this is what we have to do to, to live. You got to, excuse me. You have to learn how to do this. You have to learn how to do this. We do our own this. We do our own this. Look at the Amish. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the same thing there. You know, children are learning how to work with tools at young ages, yeah. and they're given ridiculously physical tasks that they need to carry out and accomplish that, quote-unquote, city folk would find ridiculous to have your kid do Mm -hmm. but like oh no my kid's up at five he's gonna go feed the chickens that's his job he wakes up at 5 a.m why are there's other kids that don't roll out of bed till 11 i feel that that's all parenting um and as long as you're not abusing the child that's that's the parents right on how they want to raise them Mm -hmm. if you want to let your kid sleep in till 11 and you know whatever eat sugar cereal for breakfast and play video games play video games sounds like our childhood correct that's fine if you want your kid to learn hard work and, you know, stuff like that, that's fine, too. So long as you're not hurting the child. Right. And she's saying all of this as if it's a bad thing. But she never once was like, if I didn't hit my mark, mom hit me. There mom was no... me. Yeah. There I was, had to take the dummy's place. <laughs> there was no, you know, there wasn't a bad learning experience. I mean, to... To put it in portrayal to another movie, the log splitting scene in the Amityville Horror. 
Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, where he's making the kid hold the wood mm-hmm. and then release. Oh, so you're talking about the, the remake. The, the remake, remake, yeah. Amityville. Where he's making, uh, with Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. he's making him hold the logs and then release just before the axe hits. Like, that, that is teaching your kid... But that is teaching them in a very, very wrong way. You're, yeah. you're intimidating them and you're putting them in harm's way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think I think mom here is just being a whiny little bitch. I, I agree. Play at 2728 now. What is grandma going to do with herself? And dad says... It's not your it's job, not your to, save job her. to save her. Which is true. Correct, I mean, but it didn't really person. seem like grandma was... Or that she was really trying to save grandma either. This is a good... I do like this scene. Yeah. I'm missing dance class. So we've got old hick dad who wants his son to be a hunter. Yep. But we have feminine little boy who wants to go dancing... <laughs> so I, I like that. Like to me, there's a genuineness in that, and this whole this whole scene, that whole little scene, drove the movie forward. Mm-hmm. But while driving it forward, you were able to get something that can be very realistic. Like I remember having talks with my dad about things that he didn't really like that I liked, and he'd say, "Do you?" you really like that or you really think about that stuff, Michael? And I'd say, yeah. yeah. It was my first time that I was really standing up to my father about something. And, yeah, I, you know, even if his thing is dance, I'm not here to judge somebody on what they like. Right. The kid <laughs> likes what he likes, and unfortunately, it's not what Dad wants him to like. Right. Now, the, I don't know about this Dad. Maybe he's like an army guy or something but if i were driving down the road in the middle of the night and i came across a wrecked bus that's clearly some kind of prison bus oh yeah and there's people in in white clothes wandering in the road i would not get out of the car no i definitely wouldn't leave my kid alone no i would probably continue driving i would keep driving and i would call 911 yeah i would not stay there i wouldn't i sure as shit wouldn't get out of the car fuck no like you don't know who these people are or why the bus has been wrecked right. like what happened i understand. this could be a bus full of serial killers Correct. for all he knows like i i understand staying by because god forbid something happened but i i would just call 911 oh my god there was a horrible accident it looks like a prison bus or something of that sort has gone off the road. We need immediate help. We're on XYZ right. road. And then if I were the kid and I my dad had left me alone in the car, I sure as shit wouldn't get out of the car. Fuck no. Also, then when there's a cop that's covered in blood who says, run, run. I would probably get back in the fucking car. Yeah. At that point, I'd be like, oh, God. I would yell for my dad. I wouldn't be getting I on the bus. I would probably cry. Like, I, that's not above me in that situation. And then he shoots the doctor as an impulse. 
Now, what's stupid about that scene is the doctor bounces up out of the chair. Shock value, it's a, you know, it's a jump scare. Bounces up and says, don't shoot! Instead of saying, saying, excuse me, excuse me, there's somebody here, please don't shoot, don't shoot if you're armed. I'm, I'm innocent. Put your hands up. You know? Right. Now we have Michael Myers killing a child. Which I love. Yeah. I love. I he love movies that... do that. Yeah, I love movies that'll take, you know, complete disregard for a, for a child's life because yeah. it's, it gives realism to it. Um... Again, we always, we keep referencing 78, and it's very similar to her friend getting choked to death in the car. In the car. You know, and her face falls up against the glass, yep. and then she falls down onto the, right. the, the horn. So, cop gets a dis- dispatch. Um, I'm assuming it was from the, the call that the kid made. Yeah, I would think so. So he you shows know, he, up to yeah. the bus scene now. And this cop, he's supposedly the one who arrested Myers. Yeah. Back in 78. So what uh, What doesn't make much sense is um, a lot of times, like I repeat, officer down, there's send assistance and backup. But you typically don't approach the scene then. There's a reason why you're asking for You backup. call for backup and you wait for backup. You wait for backup. Especially to, when there's multiple officers already dead. Right. Like, there's, this is, this is a murder. There's somebody's neck that's been, like, snapped backwards. Not like he got launched out of the car. There's somebody, somebody that says they've been shot. But no, Bruce Willis is going to take the bus on his own here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did who escape? <laughs> Halloween. Now it's Halloween. We're back in the cemetery. Yep. Supposedly the cemetery from the original. Yes. We've got our two uh, two podcasters. I don't. Which hold on, but pause this. We're gonna pause. Uh, what what is it? Thirty three thirty one. So the first fucking thing that this bitch says is, "This is our only claim to fame." She talks about her cousin that works in another cemetery that has a bunch co- of famous. Oh people. yeah. So. Uh, which, interestingly enough, like, if anybody looks where Bernie Mac is buried, um, that's where her cousin works. So then we would know in relation. Not like it really matters, but regardless. So she says, this is our only claim to fame. Maybe y'all can tell me what's so special about Judith Myers. Now, you introduced her as Haddonfield's claim to fame. You don't know. But then you're saying, why? you're asking, why is she so special? How the fuck do you introduce his claim to fame if you don't know? Wouldn't wouldn't that have been the first thing that you ask when the podcasters walk up and say, um, we know that Judith Myers is buried here. We were wondering if you'd be able to uh, take us to her grave. Mm-hmm. You say, yeah, sure I can. And then I would probably say, what's the deal with so many people that want to see Judith Myers? What, what's with her while we're walking to the cemetery right. or to the grave? I probably wouldn't wait till we're at the grave to then say it. Yeah. 
I, you know, I would ask immediately. Mm-hmm. So I get the whole fucking story on the way. Uh, what were you going to say, Mike? Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the podcasters yes. are back and not interacting with each other. Correct. Again, yep. you could probably film this whole scene with one or the other missing and it, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, I don't understand the, the need for two. I honestly think the need for two was body count. Yeah. Well, let's do two podcasters because that's more believable. Most people do podcasts together. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mike and Mike here. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they really have no interaction with each other. Mm-hmm. So... And now we're seeing, we're starting again. Yep. 3333. Yep. Myers is watching them at the cemetery. We're seeing footage from the original Halloween, I think. No, no, it's is not. reshot? It's reshot. Okay. It's very well reshot, though. So we get the full description of how Judith dies. And then... She notices somebody in the distance watching, dressed in all white, and doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything, or wave, or or anything. Yeah. Um, also, I don't understand why they had to go to the graveyard to tell that story. Yeah. Now you've got your uh, badass motherfucker, Mayor. In his cowboy right, he's the, hat. the mayor? Like, uh, what is this, Texas? Walk around in a fucking cowboy hat? It's, is, uh, is he the mayor? Is that I think what that's he it, is? Yeah. I never really caught what he is. Yeah. Or he's like the... the. I know he's not the sheriff, because that's the sheriff. So he the chief of... I, I don't know. Unless he's like an agent or something. I like something. that. Babysitter murders of 1978. Babysitter murders were... The original name for the Halloween movie. It was called The Babysitter Murders. Right. Pause. We're at 3513. Crazy has a big smile on his face. He says, We're gonna we're gonna have a circus on our hands. What are we supposed to do? Cancel Halloween? And he chuckles. Now I don't know about you guys. <laughs> But up where I am, we number one, we always do Halloween on the 31st mm-hmm. in my community. Yeah, we did it last thir- night. Yep, with the rain and the wind and all of that shit. But the town down the road from my community canceled Halloween. Yep. There was no trick-or-treating. Nobody went out trick-or-treating. It was enforced by the the local police. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of towns did in Pennsylvania. Yes, because it was actually. torrential rain. The town I live in canceled until Saturday night out in Pittsburgh a bunch of towns canceled until Saturday so it's a common thing to it's can- I mean, you're not technically canceling it's Halloween. a postponed Resch- yeah it's a reschedule of trick-or-treating comes and goes you're just rescheduling the the big event of trick-or-treating yeah for another time but what's what I find so ridiculous is he chuckles at the thought of he says canceling you could just postpone of canceling Halloween because there's a there may be a psychotic murderer on the loose who 40 years ago on coincidentally Halloween murdered five people in the same fucking town. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to think that if Milford, Pennsylvania 
can postpone Halloween because of some rain and some wind so kids don't get sick and cold and wet and dreary. I would like to think that Milford would probably also cancel if there was a suspected murderer on the loose who hacked people up 40 years ago wearing a Halloween mask going door to door. Mm-hmm. So I find that that sentence absolute bullshit. I find it bullshit to postpone trick-or-treating because of rain. I don't find it bullshit to postpone trick-or-treating because there's a fucking killer on the loose. Right, an escaped criminal Correct. running around. So we're going we're gonna to play this 35-13 now. He laughs all the way to the bank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're looking at a case file. These podcasters. Yep, podcasters are at the gas station. And Michael pulls up. Michael pulls up in a Ford Bronco. Oh, yeah. OJ style here. And that's the vehicle from the father and son. Correct. There's the mask. Just sitting in the trunk. She throws the box up against it. Yep. Fuck that thing. Yep, we don't need it. Michaels, once again, nobody sees him. Shoeless Joe Jackson over there. Fucking (laughs) strolling through the parking lot. In a 